0: Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.
1: Excuse me if I kill that bird. Barbara, that's
2: a bald eagle.
3: Get away, Baldy! Yeah!
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy.
2: Everything's a little loud to me today, but this is The Works with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GubsRadio.com. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this evening. Tonight, we have a special show for you. We have Gabe from Oyster Bay Brewing Company right here in freaking Oyster Bay. Woo! Well, you he, he can't hear him yet, but there you go. So thanks a lot for everyone for joining us. Uh, really appreciate you guys stopping by and saying hello, and I'm going to turn down the music just a little more so I can be heard. Uh, we're going to kick it off right away with our sponsors this evening. Steven, take it away for me, please. All right.
3: Uh, one of our main sponsors is Rosie's Draft Solutions. Uh, Rosie's Draft Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event dispensing solutions, and much more. Uh, They are very passionate about uh, craft beer and making sure it has the same quality as when it left the brewery, which we all know means one thing, got to keep those lines really clean. Rosie's uh, Services Bars, Restaurants, Halls, Events, and all other beverage establishments including home kegerator system installs and maintenance uh some of uh the places that they take care of wa mead works our boy joey yep. blue point brewing darling brewing 1940s hop winds marich's field brewing and of course our buddies down over at hopscotch bottle shop hopscotch. uh just to name a few hopscotch. uh you can reach uh rosie's or i should say you can reach nick uh one of the owners at Solutions at gmail.com or call them 631-219-2075, Monday through Sunday,
2: 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mention to work, get a little special promo. Ooh, a little 10% off your uh, service or hardware needs. Again, rosiesdraftsolutions.com. And we have a brand, brand spanking new sponsor to the show starting tonight. Super excited for this. We had our doubts, but wow, we are already blown away by the quality of what was brought to us. Peter, I want you to tell the audience what we are now being sponsored by. Jesus Christ.
0: Beer maker. Uh, Beer maker. The countertop uh, brewing system lets you brew uh, about a gallon of your own beer right in your kitchen. Uh, I was really hooked by the fact that uh, all the internals are dishwasher safe. Uh, which means I'm too domesticated. Uh, <laughs> but for your own beer on your counter, they'll ship you uh, ingredients uh, with your your specialty grains, uh, not extract. It's full grain brewing. Yep. Uh, you'll get your steam hops and they have uh, Galaxy, Motica. Um, what else do we get in that, that IPA mix? Like? I- Amarillo, <laughs> Citra, Citra. Amarillo, uh, all different stuff. And uh, they have kits to purchase uh, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to use their... They're predefined recipes, or you can go out and buy your own greens, your own hops, and your own adjuncts, and brew your own recipe right on your countertop. Uh, you want to make a copycat? You want to bring back yada, yada, yada. Go right ahead. You
2: want <laughs> to make try it on. an
0: imitation barn rocker?
2: Yeah.
0: Go ahead and try.
2: Yeah. I'm sure it won't be as good I as the
0: originals. Dare you. But you can do it in your own house. I'm uh, really excited about this. Also uh, we've, we're going to be, uh, testing it out. we got a sample pack, yep. uh, with our own, our own kit and, uh, we'll have them on the show pretty soon to talk about it. Yeah. I, I like the idea
3: want. that you don't have to bottle it or, or do anything. It actually has its own, uh, dispensing system that you put in your refrigerator, uh, almost like back in the day when they had, uh, the the, uh, the beer pigs, um, and, Tap beer right in your refrigerator, uh, without having to do any transfers
0: or no anything. transfer, which means no risk of oxidation or yep. uh contamination. Boy, don't we know we what are that does? Almost all too <laughs> familiar with uh, So it's a self contained system. Uh, you can go online on YouTube, they have a YouTube channel with a lot of really great videos that walk you through the process.
2: How they spell You're
0: right it right into this, uh, B E R M K R,
2: yes, beer exactly. maker.
0: Spine find them out. They're on uh, Instagram. They're on YouTube. Videos are really informative and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm really excited about it.
2: Yep. And we're going to have a show with them coming up in April uh, where we're going to do our own beer and we'll have them on the show and talk about everything and the whole system. Uh, We may have a uh, giveaway as well of one of these systems in our little uh, agreement that we have with them as well as potentially a promo code coming out. So stay tuned for that in future episodes. As we get that information, we'll share it with you, but this is so new. This just happened over the weekend. We're very excited and we're going to get going as soon as possible. A La- few other sponsors for today's evening. I'll say we are also sponsored by brew your beer pong cornhole for your backyard games, hashtag yard games. And if of course you uh, type into the promo code, uh, the wart or W-O-R-T, you will receive a percentage off your order, or you can go to our Instagram, go to Linktree, and follow directly to our discounted price site. So check out Brewbag. Go to brewbag.com for your beer pong cornhole today. We're also sponsored by VintageBeerShirtClub.com. Thank you, Vintage Wow, a lot of comms. And of course, uh, <laughs> I know. Listen, I Listen, I was staying with them <laughs> forever, and then I started delegating the work to you guys because I was tired <laughs> of doing every single one of them. But go to VintageBeerShirtClub.com and go ahead and type in promo code WART. Receive a percentage off your order for your awesome Vintage Beer Company shirts. They're really very, very cool. So check them out. VintageBeerShirtClub.com. Of course, shout outs to uh, Hartwell Woodshop out in Patchogue. uh, Taphandles.com. And our buddy, our friend from Brewers Hardware, sending us uh, all the stuff that they send us every year. Thank you very much. And uh, BrewersHardware.com for all your small capacity or large capacity needs. You want to try Clamp? He's got plenty of those triclamps. Get all the triclamps you want. Go to BrewersHardware.com. And tonight, we are privileged to have Gabe from Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Gabe, how are you tonight, buddy?
4: I'm doing well, guys. Thank you.
2: Well, just so you know, and and just so everyone at home knows, especially when they're watching it live and not in podcast form, uh, we are also monitoring the Islander game because, of course, we're drinking Islander's Barn Rocker here tonight, starting with that. Uh, then they just tied it up. So it's one, one let's go. Yes, yes, yes.
5: I'm,
4: I'm trying to be a good guest here. I don't have the game on <laughs> and I might be crucified for that later. So if you guys can give me uh, yes, I'll detailed- give you updates. Update. I'd appreciate I could give you the play by play. No, please.
2: it is. <laughs> I, I was never trained to do play by play. I was always trained to do like analytic work afterwards. I did Hofstra Radio. So I did some of the um not I, we didn't have the Islanders contract back then, but we did the local, you know, college collegiate games and stuff like that. And I would give like the the one minute update of the weekend kind of thing. And it was really quick. Hey, we're going to do the Hofstra at 887. So um, you know, I, I'm good at doing that part, but to doing play by play, no, it's too much, too fast. What's his name? Chris Carlin's got. Uh, a voice that just is a man <laughs> <laughs>
5: it
2: really gets you excited oh dude i mean like i'm in my car going yes yes he it does a great job but
4: i, I would don't just want to know
2: between between
4: you guys who's the color commentary
2: oh uh, i'm gonna have to go with pete probably pete's got the the colorful <laughs> mouth
4: Alright, good. Yeah. I'm not
3: touching
0: that. I am not touching <laughs> No,
3: that. no, no. He does.
2: He's a very naughty boy with a <laughs> lot of naughty that. words. Leave that where it was. <laughs> did you did you curse at the opening here? Did you curse during uh Beer Maker? Entirely possible. Yeah, I don't I didn't even catch it, but usually Pete would be the first one to drop an F bomb. And there's no problem with yeah. it. I'm just saying Pete will fuckity fuck all day long. Yeah. Um and this is true. That's why I call him the he got alert. Fucking- he got a fucking pretty mouth. I mean, he's got a uh, <laughs>
5: mouth.
2: A very colorful mouth. He does. Just think of
0: some insight into the Cavano household. Uh, wow. Evelyn, our uh, adorable little five-year-old girl, uh, recently asked uh, my wife if "shit" was a bad word oh. <laughs> because she hears the word "shit" so often. <laughs> she had to seek confirmation. Yeah. they not. It was a bad word.
2: Well, it happens. When when shit goes down, you're going to have to say the word shit. <laughs> yeah. I would I would uh I would qualify Steve uh as our technical advisor. So when it comes to, you know, real brewing uh let's say would, terminology would and stuff. You told st- me Did Tony Romo of uh, Yeah, the- <laughs> I did. And yo, Tony Romo's still color commentary now I'm thinking about it. Like he's the color commentary to Monday Night Football on what is it uh is it on Channel 4 usually or whatever it is? Whatever contract he has with whatever network but yeah i because we, you were going through something the other week and I, we were very impressed we're like wow that was really well put together sentences using good <laughs> language great terminology it was amazing <laughs> and i call myself the air traffic controller that's i i throw the questions out and let it simmer and then when i feel like it's time to move on we i'm throwing out the next question ready to go so i'm just telling where the planes go. to land yeah keep, keep them going.
0: i'm gonna interrupt that traffic control period for a ah, second so did. i uh Right after doing that uh, promo, I signed up for an account for Beer Maker. Yeah. Uh, downloaded the app store. There's way more available uh, through the app than are on their website. So okay, ton of different specialty grains you can buy if you want to do make your own recipe. Um, hops, shit ton of different ye- yeasts available. I'm just, uh, I'm sorry, Excited. I'm getting out of here.
2: It's well, well cool. there you go. Go to the app then. Go to the Beer Maker app. <laughs> go to the Beer Maker app. Android or I- iPhone. Android or, or iOS. Mm-hmm.
0: 100 grams of Munich malt a dollar.
2: Well, Wheat, how much Munich
0: 200 grams,
2: $2. Well, <laughs> we got to look at, you know, what the actual hey, percentages is hey, going into. You guys
3: got getting your shit from these guys.
0: <laughs> I know, it
3: sounds like a great deal. <laughs> if you you're not buying
0: grams? by the gram.
2: <laughs> Maybe by I the I mean,
0: you're doing way too much drugs. Yeah, how are really you by the gram? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Gabe, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, we had a great time with you up at the brewery this past weekend. Appreciate the hospitality. Uh, we uh, you actually took our uh, our new promo shot, so I appreciate that. I had to do a little photoshopping, which ended up working out fine. Yeah, and yeah. no, but it was fine because the the lighting uh, it looked cool though. Like it looks like uh, a music video. You know how they had like those glowing lights behind, but then there was a couple of out of focus points. So I was just trying yeah. to, and it's hard with with portrait mode on a phone to get them all, especially the depth that we were at. But I did a little finagling and I think it came out pretty good. Uh, my wife said that uh, Pete looks fine, Steven looks good, and then you look like an idiot. And I said, thanks. <laughs> so, I mean, I photoshopped the best picture I had out of all those into my face on that one picture because the two of sure you I look would have great. gotten the same. Yeah, probably.
0: The same feedback. Yeah, Mike and Steve look fine. What the fuck's the matter? With- Why aren't you smiling? That would have been <laughs> the feedback I got.
2: No, we all know. Why do you look, look like
0: well,
3: you look like a murderer?
2: Why you look like family later. I said, I said I, to the boys, Gabe. After we were going home, I said the pictures look like we're in an emo band from like the early 2000s. Just a cover totally, shot of an album. Totally. Like,
0: it reminded <laughs> me of that South Park episode when they do the. Uh, uh, the yep. Yep. And they're like, no, you have to do the album cover. It looks like you're staring off. In the distance.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Steve like, has that like deadpan look, just like you know, <laughs> don't mess with me. You know, it's good.
2: It was great. Uh, we had a fun time. Uh, saw a lot. Uh, got all that information. We're going to try to bring that out today. Uh, We're going to obviously just start at the very beginning. Uh, You and your partner, Ryan, uh, went through a very arduous process to where you are today. Why don't you bring everyone back to where this all started? Give us a little journey through to about around where we're at now.
4: Sure. Uh, So we started the brewery back uh, late 2012. Um, You know, Ryan, really, you know, best friend of mine, always wanted to do a business together. And we started homebrewing separately uh you know at each other's houses and then and then as most brewers started getting together and doing it together for an excuse to drink and hang out and of course course make beer right
2: that's what we're gonna be Um, doing with the beer maker i'll tell you that (laughs) oh we have to go make beer why are you leaving with a case don't worry about it we're gonna make a case but we're gonna replace that case with this case (laughs) so
4: you know we had a lot of fun with it and um at the time you know it was still early on the days of uh craft breweries on the island and we really got hooked pretty quickly and wanted to start our own brewery. Like, you know, obviously like a lot of people want to do, it seems like a lot of fun. Uh, so we found this really small storefront in Oyster Bay, which is kind of directly in between Ryan and myself where we live. Um, and, uh, started the brewery relatively quickly after we were messing around in our backyards. Um, we spent, I don't know, two years in the original space about 1400 square feet on a three barrel system.
5: Um,
4: You know, making some pretty basic, uh, you know, we did an amber, an IPA, a wheat, some pretty basic beers at the time. Um, But I'd say what helped us, um, you know, kind of go from smaller scale brewing to slightly larger scale brewing is uh, we had the opportunity to pitch our beers to the New York Islanders um, at the Nassau Coliseum. So uh, we got connected with the F&B people at the Coliseum. And, uh, went to actually sell them pumpkin beer. Ah. Um, yeah. And, uh, in mid conversation, I threw out there like, Hey, this is the last year at the Coliseum. Like, would you guys be cool if we made like a commemorative beer for the team? Like we, you know, we would love to do that. Not thinking anybody would ever say yes to that. Right. And, uh, we got the old, like, I don't know, let's talk to our marketing team and, um, see what they think about it. And pretty quickly they came back and they were like, we love the idea. Let's do it. Um, Whoa. so
2: <laughs> sometimes it doesn't hurt to ask. Right.
4: Right. I guess yeah.
2: they can always say no. Uh, and what's the worst? Just no. Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. And we'll make it anyway. we just won't use your logo.
4: <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so they came up with the name and I always make sure to say that because we were not the creators of it originally. Okay. Um, and there were a whole number of different names that were thrown out there, but ultimately barn Rocker is what we all agreed upon.
2: What was the other names? What were some of the other options?
4: Oh, there were, uh, I'll Col- just give a couple of the, co- co- a couple of the easy ones. There was uh dynasty. Okay. Uh, you know, obviously talking about the team in the eighties.
2: Yeah. But that's tough to have it come out now, but I guess cause they're leaving the Coliseum. Yeah. All right.
4: Yeah. There that. was uh one, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it referenced the lighthouse project, which we oh, shot down pretty quickly because di- that <laughs> didn't, that didn't come to fruition.
2: <laughs> it wasn't a Gordon's Fisherman's, uh, uh ale, was it? <laughs>
4: there was one of those as well that also got shot down pretty quickly, given how popular the Jersey was at the time. Um, and anyway, so we ended up with barn rocker and, uh, you know, what was a lot of fun, uh, in our original space, making barn rockers that Ryan and I were still working full-time jobs, um, working for BMW.
3: One, one, one sec. Hey, uh, Mike, for whatever yeah. reason, a couple of people saying they your, your feed is not coming through, uh, audio. Mine. Yes. Oh. And I just, I actually just went back just to take a quick look
2: on the feed and really? yeah, I can't hear you. Son of a bitch. All right, hold on. Uh, I will fix that right now. Keep it going. Hello. Uh, Hello.
0: So you're saying, uh, you guys are thinking about, uh, your regular jobs, right?
2: Yeah. So we were working still
4: full-time jobs and, and we had no business making beer for a sports venue. I mean, no business, like the amount of beer that, uh, they would go through even with a few tap lines. We we had no business on a three barrel system trying to produce um, product for them. Mm. Uh, so we would show up at the brewery before work. We would uh, show up at the brewery after work, sometimes during work, um, <laughs> to do everything that we could do to get as much product out there as possible. We were delivering kegs in our trunk, driving under the Coliseum, just trying to keep it uh, stocked with product, um, you know, as best as best we could uh and oh, wait there we go i know. got it
2: sorry i had to fix this yeah there was there was definitely something dropped out steve maybe when i was trying to help you with your audio i i screwed something up on my end nope. but that means then uh no entrance music uh for came through or all the promos from me but we do have the zoom recording and it will be back out in podcast form so sorry everybody for uh me not being on but you know what probably wasn't the worst thing for you probably got more out of it from steve and pete this week
0: i think it improved the show oh that's a dick move, <laughs> dick move.
2: come on wow. This is what I get. This is what I get for trying to air traffic control. They just shut me down. Take the radar off the tower, huh? (laughs) All right. So go ahead, Gabe.
4: Yeah. So anyway, so, um, you know, it was a lot of fun delivering beer, as I said, in our cars to the basement of the Coliseum, literally doing everything we could be doing to, uh, keep things in stock as best as possible. Mm. Um, but I'd say that's that beer and that opportunity is what got us in front of, you know, um, I would say more mainstream, uh, consumers as opposed to, uh, you know, sort of our neighborhood tap room. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then, uh, shortly after that, we were just at, at a point where we could not put any more time into continuously brewing to support the product that we had to, you know, expand the brewery, uh, get a new space, get a new brew house. And that was late 2015. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been in our, you know, as I call it, our new space for the last five going on six years. Um, uh, it's been it's been a wild, fun, um, crazy ride, to say the least.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've done so much since you moved out of that space. The new space was something of a, uh, a much obviously much larger in capacity, much larger in square footage. Um, did any of those uh, three barrel uh, systems come over with you? as like pilot barrels. What were you doing with those? Did you get rid of those, or just buy all brand new equipment? What what was that transfer like?
4: Yeah. I mean, we bought all new, all brand new equipment. Um, I wish looking back, we had kept it. Um, we didn't have the foresight, I guess, to uh, <laughs> think that we would need it or want it. Uh, but we wound up selling it to a brewery that was starting up in North Carolina.
5: Oh, uh, cool. They
4: were doing, you know, a brewery uh, wedding venue of some kind and, and it was going to be on a farm and that fit their, business model and so they pick came came in a pickup truck or a box truck whatever it was and threw it you know threw it in there as a box truck actually uh threw it in there and 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 took it so um yeah
2: oh yeah. poor system has a better home though it's like uh, it stopping yeah. a puppy <laughs> the greener pastures literally <laughs> now
4: at yeah. at any
3: point did you guys uh, and I wasn't sure if you guys were doing it or not did you guys uh, contract any of the bond rocker out because I mean you guys everybody and it's funny, oh, I have so many Islander fans, and they that's what they drank when they were going to the freaking game. They were drinking yeah. Bond Rocket, man.
4: We, uh, we did not contract any of it. Um, you know, I'll say, unfortunately, a lot of other beer that we made or wanted to make suffered. So we just wound up making less styles. And there were plenty of times that in the tap room we'd have two or three beers on tap because, you know, um, most that's of the production bon was for – that's right. We always had a barn rocker. Uh, so no, we, we did not contract it and we don't contract it today.
5: Cool.
2: Yeah. That's good. All, all in yeah. house, but you do contract yeah. for other people along the way. What are some of the, the names out there that you guys have uh, worked with to get help them out and get them going for the larger capacity, uh, outputs?
4: Um, I'm proud to say that we made a couple beers for, uh, Dan and the crew at long beach while yeah. they were getting, uh, you know, set up and, and started. Um, we uh, did a batch or two. I don't know exactly how many for Bellport. Uh, while while Brian was getting started, um, we've done a couple for Old Tappan and Bayville. Oh,
5: yeah. Uh, ah.
4: um, I'm trying to think uh, who else we've done. I mean, those are the ones that certainly you know, right off the top of my head, I can rattle off. Um, yeah. It's not you know part of our business plan, but uh, you know, when we have you know capacity or free space, we're happy to do it. The tanks are there, you know.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean it's one of those you have enough capacity that you could you know lend one out for a, a rotation or two.
4: Yeah, definitely.
2: So what's definitely. the uh and this is usually Steve's question because uh you know Steve's the trucker, what you hauling? What are you guys working with now? What's <laughs> the current setup at the brewery? Uh
4: it is a 15 barrel brew house. Um and we've got uh let's oh,
3: see. Yeah, by three... the way, Gabe, uh, what type of uh, you know system do you have? What's
2: oh wait yeah. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Never yeah.
3: mind. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Uh, you really want me to show you under the hood,
2: huh? <laughs> yeah,
5: um,
4: yeah, it's a, it's it, anyway, it's 15 barrel Um We, it's, uh, we've got three, uh let me just make sure, three 30 barrel fermenters, four 15s. Uh, and then uh, a little shorter on the, on the bright side, just two 15 barrel brights and a 30 barrel bright um okay we do all our packaging in-house so we got a wild goose forehead you know 250 canning line that we've had for i don't know five years or so four years um yeah that's what we're working with cool yeah
2: um yeah so- it's,
3: it, it's a little tight in there
2: yeah now. i was gonna say yeah uh,
3: when you first got in you're like man that's so much space
4: <laughs> and
3: now yeah. oh shit
4: we uh we added those two thirty barrel tanks on the end uh I don't know last year or maybe maybe eighteen months ago uh, so we wound up pushing out into the tasting room a little further from the production side and then um, I'm sure like a lot of businesses have had to pivot you know during COVID a lot of our businesses canned and to go now and so the tasting room has really become our storage facility for uh, for empty cans and yeah. grain and empty kegs and you know everything else.
2: I mean you only took up the space where the shuffleboard was and and the, That's right. the the immediate hallway from front door to bathroom so other than that people can still come <laughs> in. plenty of tables available trust me so we were in there yeah. on sunday and you had a really good crowd you had a, a bunch of tables outside you have some tables out back and then you have i think what nine or ten four tops or a little more maybe there's a six top in there in the the yeah. uh tasting room then you can do both ends of the bar too because they're kind of away from each other and you guys yeah. uh was hard to find a seat right away which is nice it's good to see so you were saying, you know, during COVID times, things have been pivoting, but how, how has that worked with the tasting room? Have you seen more people coming in uh, or have you seen a lot more to go can sales? What's been the the model that's worked for you? Yeah. I mean
4: um, to go sales and can sales definitely accelerated over the last year or so. Um, so we began offering local home delivery as New York state allowed us to do that. So, nice. um, you know, drive around delivering beer to people's houses. Um, uh, obviously, the distributors are taking are taking canned product and people are ordering on our website and coming in for curbside pickup or pickup at the bar. Um, tasting room is operating at 50% capacity. So, uh, you know, we do as much as we can to drive as much traffic there. But we also realize that pretty quickly that fills up. And that's yeah. why we've, you know, spilled out in the front sidewalk in the back. And luckily, we the town's been great about allowing us to have that seating out there.
2: Well, and we we were talking a lot yeah. about the town while we were up there. Um, you know, I've been coming up there for years now, uh, even a little bit before you guys were established in there. And there were some uh, great places to go, very nice places to eat, uh, great walking town in the spring, summer, and fall. Uh, Oyster Fest, of course, everyone on Long Island knows that. Um, you know, obviously, I would say the benefit of starting the brewery in Oyster Bay and you living in Oyster Bay, it all just makes sense. But is there anything outside of that that would kind of make it just the right fit? Uh, obviously, the town cooperating. Um, but how is like the things like, um, the, the business end of, uh, that, is it a, a matter is it a high tax bracket? I would imagine Oyster Bay is, you know, high in taxes, uh, sewers, water supply, all that stuff. What, what hurdles did you have to go through?
4: Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully the town's not listening on this one. Uh, <laughs> I did tag the Oyster Bay chamber of commerce, <laughs>
5: you
4: know, um, you know, I think for us, again, when we started, it was somewhat um, you know new and novel, and so I don't think as many as restrictions um, as there are now were around uh, you know sewers and all the and you know all the things that a lot of the breweries have to go up against today. They were still I think defining a lot of the things that you had to
2: yeah had to it, do. It was early on, so yeah.
4: you know it's gotten more difficult over the years with submitting water reports and waste reports and stuff like that. But I think because we were able to get in early enough, it's been easier than if we were starting it today. Right. Um, the, the town's been very supportive with, you know, when we have, uh, you know, building plans to put through or things that we need to do. Um, I just think we've been, we've been good neighbors and they've been good neighbors and we're cognizant to, you know, support uh, initiatives from the town. And, and I feel like they help us when we ask them. And so it's a good, I think it's a good working relationship.
5: Yeah, I, mean, I remember
4: when
3: uh, I remember when you guys first got into the new place, and uh, I, I I probably stopped in. I mean, you guys were just trying to get everything together, and uh, I remember you had to move the tanks at, at the beginning because oh, God, because <laughs> the footing wasn't oh, man. strong I enough about
5: that
4: the weight, and you were like, well, "Are you fucking kidding me?"
2: Wait, do you have a basement yeah. or are you on a slab?
4: We do. No, we have a, we have a full basement. uh, This was the, God, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. That was, um, I I remember because I was just like, what? That was a really special day, a special, (laughs) that was a really (laughs) special day. So, you know, you can imagine we're getting, um, you know, a 40 foot tractor trailer delivering our tanks and it happened to be like drizzling or raining that day. So already we're in, you know, not the best mood.
2: Wait, wait. So I, I, and, uh, I, I did not see um, a garage door or anything. How did those tanks enter the brewery? Now I'm thinking about it. Through those the double front doors.
4: Yeah. So those doors came off, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then a sawzall went to the rest of the top of the door, uh, in order to get the tanks in. Um, and so that you know that that process took all day to get them off the trailer. You know, shimmy down onto uh, floor jacks and 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 whatever, and like pallet jacks and wheeled in, right? So that all day we get them all stood up, all in there, and we're all we're all happy. And at the end of the day, uh, we get the town coming in, like you know, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and we're like, well, we're you know, we got our tanks, like we're 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 you know, we're bringing them in, and we get this like, stop, you can't bring anything in here. Your building permit's not finished. The floor hasn't been pressure tested, like whatever all the things were. And we're like. And I think the, the mash tun and the kettle were still sitting, like, in the Come truck. <laughs> we hadn't gotten everything out there. So, I mean, literally, they were like, you guys have to stop. And luckily, they didn't make us take everything out. So, anyway, we had to stop, uh, get the front boarded back up because we had cut the whole thing apart. <laughs> and uh, we had to store the tanks for a couple of days at, like, a buddy's um, yard uh, on a flatbed truck. Yeah. Uh until we could get the um, you know, the floor sorted out with an engineer and things, but anyway, long story short, uh we we are happily in there today. And you yeah. pass all those
2: tests, right? The pressure test passed and everything. Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. maybe that even What's the worst. What's cool thing, is
4: it's like no good.
2: I was gonna say even the worst thing could have happened where you do all that and then you find out the floor is not rated to carry that much weight. And that would yeah. have been uh
4: awful. if you go in our basement, it's like a forest. There are like t- six by six timbers. Under each foot of every tank. Ah. Um, so the floor is rated, the timbers are rated, there's plenty of support there. But um, man, what a day.
2: What a process.
3: <laughs> and, and that's the thing people don't really get when they see a brewery open up. They're like, oh, yeah, they, is that trial and tribu- tribulations that go, you hear, you're like, yeah, I'm going to open up. Yeah, we <laughs> get the tanks and This is awesome. No, nah. no, you're not doing it. And it just ripped your soul out for that moment too. I mean, I tell that, you,
4: after that happened, Ryan and I went to Tabby's, the burger shop, you know, next door, <laughs> and I think we both ordered like chicken fingers and fries and sulked for like an hour about how <laughs> great a day it was and 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 how low of a moment it was also.
2: Jesus uh, Christ! Terrible. Speaking of Tabby's, uh, you know, you guys were also known for being right next door to Canterbury Ales one of the staples of oyster bay and uh we were talking about how unfortunately they have closed up shop um because of covid and there's a number of places in around the town and even across around in this in the country really that have closed up is that like a really big hit to the foot traffic in town do you think that's really gonna cause big ripples throughout the town yeah
4: i mean being right next door to canterbury's we got plenty of people that would come in our place looking you know hey is this you know do you guys have a reservation you know what are you looking for canterbury's um that restaurant had been there for, I don't know, almost 40 years, maybe 35 years. Uh, And it was a destination, as you said. So, um, you know, I hope it doesn't uh, affect traffic. Uh, You know, we won't know because, you know, they closed during COVID. Um, Somebody did buy, uh, um, you know, Canterbury's and they're going to reopen as what I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, But it was, it was sad to lose them. They were a great neighbor, uh, great beer selection, great spirit selection, good food. I mean, they had, so many Long Island breweries on tap there. And there was always so much good beer. It was just nice to have them next door. I mean, we certainly played off each other, which, which was nice.
2: I'd imagine just uh, having a brewery next door, if you're waiting for a table, they scoot into the brewery and have a few pints and totally head over to the and vice versa. You have a nice meal and then yeah. go next door yeah. and enjoy the rest of the night.
4: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was great.
2: I'm sure you're going to see more restaurants pop up when things start getting better. are going to want to go out the influx of necessity to leave the house and eat and enjoy the things we've been deprived of for almost a year now uh that i think is going to explode the industry back hopefully to close to normal but i i think that the town of oyster bay itself will probably not have that much difficulty kind of rebounding just because you have a well-established you know corner of the area uh, nice. You know, we were talking about the waterfront, love the waterfront. Um, oyster fest is a huge thing. So people get up, see the town and go, oh, we got to come back here when it's not oyster fest Enjoy walking around. You know, it's just good advertisement for the town itself. Um, and we were also talking about the, the, uh, the car show that happens on main street. Um, when did, do you remember when that kind of started and, and how that has played into, you know, the popularity of the brewery?
4: Um, I don't. I don't remember when it started. It, it's been going on a long time, um, and I think it was probably you know less organized in the past, where people would just show up on Tuesday nights and <laughs> show their cars. Um, you know, now there's an admission fee if you want to show your car. They close the whole street. It, Pre-COVID gets a great crowd of families, and um, it, it was really awesome. And I hope we're able to do it again this summer. Yeah, Uh, because they get some really cool cars down there and it's just a great, great thing to do on Tuesday nights. And we love it. It brings people into the brewery and it's kind of cool thing to show off the town all stuff.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things where you you see, you know, in the paper, in the newspaper or you'll see it on uh, social media, it going on and you instantly are seeing the cars that are there. You're seeing the fun people having. And again, a great little destination place for Long Islanders. It's one of those, again, another staple of Long Island to go up to the Oyster Bay Car Show. So. I'd imagine once that kind of returns along with the rest of the town, things will start to kind of rebound and get a little better.
4: Yeah, we hope so. Uh,
2: Gabe, I, I want to uh, kind of transition over to, you know, the what's going on right now. I know we talked a little bit about Barn Rocker and the stuff that's happening uh, with the Islanders. I know we spoke uh, at the brewery the other day about what's going to happen moving forward when the Islanders finally get into Bel- Belmont. Uh, I passed it uh, Thursday, Thursday or Friday. I'm like, wow, it's really coming together. Like it's getting close to being done, at least on the exterior. It's getting exciting because I'm really interested to see what it's going to turn out to be. But what I was really hoping is that Barn Rocker will still become a part of that uh, venue. Have you guys spoken to anybody about that and how it's going to make the transition from the Coliseum over to Belmont?
4: Uh, we have, I mean, um, we, we've been discussing that with, uh, with the team for, I'd say the last year or so, uh, you know, ultimately what that might look like. And I think, you know, for us, there's, you know, there's two different, um, partnerships. There's, there's obviously like with the can and the, you know, in the, uh, you know, on your desk there, um, your desk, uh, your your bar, your counter, whatever.
2: (laughs) I have a tap, Gabe, I have a tap and I have another (laughs) portable tap. Take a tap with you. So
4: later, um, you know, okay. one, one of, one of the things is, is our ability to use their intellectual property, the logo, you know, and all, and, 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 and all the marks. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, up for discussion. Um, and then the other part is the ability to have our product poured in the venue, which, um, that happens more between us and Manhattan beer, who's our distributor. Okay. Um, you, you know, Manhattan represents a bunch of big brands, um, uh, and so they get allotted x amount of tap lines in the arena and x amount of shelf space in the fridges and all other things and um you know they'll carve something out for us uh, whether or not that's small or big remains to be seen uh, but my shameless plug here is the more barn rocker that we all can drink over the next few months gets us more shelf space and tap lines at the uh, at the new arena yeah there you go how <laughs> you talking
2: and that's the thing yeah. like i i was i was telling you you know one of my traditions for going to an islanders game was to have some barn rocker at the Coliseum, seek out the couple of little carts that had it. And that was my place. Even if it was, you know, 10 sections away, I'm walking around and getting two barn rockers and going right back to my seat ready to go. I'd pre-game in the parking lot, I post game in the parking lot, but in between it was always barn rocker. I always associate <laughs> the flavor and the taste and the the essence of it with the Coliseum and being there. Even after they redid it, you still had taps there. Like even when the Islanders weren't yeah. playing there um, I went for a, a, a the beer fest. Actually, I went to a beer fest one year. And on the way out, they gave us tickets to a boxing match. I guess it was a Showtime boxing match. And the six of us literally walked right up the stairs and right back into the Coliseum. And immediately I said, well, now I got to find Barn Rocker because they weren't at the beer fest. So I have to go now. Enjoy. Because <laughs> um, What else am I going to do in the Coliseum? That's what I associated yeah. it with. It's like muscle memory. It's great.
4: Yeah, I mean, we're hoping, you know, I think uh, the call seems reopening, I don't know, next week or maybe 10 days from now, roughly, and they're allowing 10% fans back in for games. And so we're, you know, uh, really hoping that at least we get exposed to just even that that small amount as well, because that
2: would certainly help things out. Oh, who is this? (laughs) Who's that? (laughs) Who's this guy?
5: Oh, no.
2: We have surprise for you, Gabe. Number one. This is great. here. He's connected to his audio. Yeah, I thought we out. were mentioning uh, some of the contracts. That's kind of why I uh, wrote a little bit something hey. there. And I said to Dan, I reached out to him. I said, listen, man, we got Gabe coming on. Why don't you uh, swing on by and say hello?
6: I just needed <laughs> to say hello, man. How, how you What's doing? Up? <laughs> Good, man. How are you?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Dan what? from Long Beach Brewing Company.
6: Hey, guys. Yes. How you all doing? Good. We're how are you holding beer. up?
2: You, yeah. How you holding up? <laughs> barely (laughs) yeah well if you go back to our did you end our season last yeah season three i think you were the last show of the season last year might have maybe i can't remember i drank a lot that night yes (laughs) i think we promised things that i still will probably stand by but if you ever need uh you know a hand uh picketing a town hall down in oceanside uh, uh, oh here it comes (laughs) creeping in if you ever need anything, you let us know. We'll bring
6: I know, guys. And I, we appreciate you guys tremendously, man.
2: A megaphone and we'll bring Pete and Steve and they don't need a megaphone. And then uh we'll we'll make sure they know leave long beach colorful language. <laughs> oh. Colorful. It's colorful language, Peter.
3: Colorful. Colorful.
2: Uh Dan, tell us Dan, a little man, bit what's about going the on? I was going to say tell us a little bit about the experience you had with Gabe and and brewing contract brewing up at Oyster Bay. Well,
6: Ah, oh man, those guys were great to us, man. they uh, If it wasn't for them, we never would have gotten our first beer out into the market. Um, you know, basically, it was through um, Instagram, if you will. We got contacted by the guys. They offered to help us out, and we were like, awesome. Like, yeah, and it just it got us started, man. We sold our first beer April 17th. 2018 because of those guys
2: there you go which one did you brew
6: we did ghost wave at their place you did the nice
2: and that first iteration was really good and you guys have really done a great job on little tweaks here and there with your system and you. i mean if anyone hasn't tried ghost wave from long beach get to your local distributor if you don't live too close and find ghost wave and demand it to be on the shelves because it is extremely good and if there's something i really like about ipas That's it's cute that maltiness that you provide on that ghost wave. We love that part of it.
6: Thank you very much. Yeah. We just canned up a fresh run the other day. It's, uh, it's got another new little tweak in it and it's probably the best version we've put out yet. I'm really proud of it. Awesome, excited. And, uh, again, if it wasn't for us, the Bay brewing company, man, we're you guys really, really, really set the bar for us and, uh, showed us, you know, what to do and, we followed what you guys did, man, and taught us. And we appreciate it. So guys, hey man, anytime. a lot of doors for us, and we appreciate you for that. Anytime, Dan.
3: So when are you, when are you doing the uh, next beer for the Islanders? Or are you doing it for the Mets? <laughs> 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 when you're following in their footsteps. You got to do something. Next Maybe net, it's the Jets? Somebody. You gotta oh, don't Netflix. do the Jets. Listen.
2: Jets are was, worse than the North
3: Mets. <laughs> You'll never sell any beer.
4: Because <laughs> <There's> nobody <laughs> goes to the stadiums.
2: You could have a yeah. It, uh, it
4: would just be a brown bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy! And I got Pedro over here. He's giving me the eyes already. He's already saying, "What are you guys talking about here?" I'm the best. Uh, I got Scott from Long Island saying, "What's up?" He loves him some Ghost Wave, so he says Ghost Wave is the balls. Oh, actually, drive over to
0: some guy's beer and soda, Sunrise yeah. Highway in Lindenhurst. Actually, Always has um, Long Beach in stock.
2: Yeah, sure does. Hey,
0: hey, Scott from Long
3: Island.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: Scotty has actually moved on from Long Island. No, oh. uh, he has a new uh, I believe it's a sales uh, manager's job with Cisco
2: Food oh. Company. Oh,
0: interesting!
3: So Look at him! Big, big change from my boy Scotty. Uh, how come uh, we didn't Scotty know how when the hell did
2: this happen?
3: <laughs> yeah, Scott, you're listening in, bro. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Uh, cheers, you've really? been a great guy. In uh, you know, the beer industry, I, I think you're going to do great things in the food industry now. So He said, thank you life. very
2: much. He's giving a little thumbs up emojis all over the place. Cheers to you, buddy. He'll be back. He can't great. stay away for that long.
5: He'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back. A little hiatus.
2: Yeah. He'll be selling uh, ingredients for beer makers soon enough.
5: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he can collect all the
2: hops from everywhere. Don't you know who I am? I'm Scott from Cisco. Now give I'm me your C- Citra. Don't give me all your Amarillo. Um <laughs> Dan, you guys like I said had a, a, a great run with them. You guys have uh, tuned in your system now. What's on the horizon really quick in the last few months that we've spoken last?
6: Um we've been working a lot with uh, Iron Horse Beverages. Okay. Um okay. they they're doing a lot of distribution for us right now. Um unfortunately, have yeah. I can no longer just, you know, well, we as a company can't no, no longer just keep doing it on our own with all the hats that we're wearing right now. You know, we're all still working two jobs.
2: Yeah. And um, I go back to what Gabe was saying before. Everyone was is working full time um, and on top of it becoming like a full time brewer. And we were having this discussion this past weekend, how tough that is with family and free time and everything balancing. Act, it's tough, man.
6: You know, there's a lot of work in a brew house. So I've learned that real quick. <laughs> you know, there's always something to clean. Always. <laughs> or always something breaking.
5: Yeah. Man, oh, shush.
6: <laughs> <laughs> shush. <laughs> Actually, just had to fix a glycol leak today. <laughs>
2: oh. Do you have to weld it up Why or was it a tri-clamp? I
6: glycol on the floor? I have no idea. <laughs> Pressure so clamp? We had to fix that. It's always something. Clamp.
2: Nothing. It's all clamps. Just, just buy a bunch of clamps. Get it. Yeah. You got to get a part cart or cart part part cart. I had it right. Cart. And then, uh, you know, get all your tri clamps. Um, Scott, what is, I'm sorry. Scott. uh, Dan, what is your, yeah, cause I just saw him again. What is your uh favorite brew from, uh, from Oyster Bay? What's your go-to? Oh,
4: you're really Captain, putting them on
6: this. Captain Kidd's been my, like Captain Kid.
2: Oh, that was a good, they the didn't have it on tap balls up beer, there. Man. Yeah, that was a good well, one.
6: I think, I think right before Ivan left was like my, you know, was really, we had just done our last brew at you guys. And I, Ivan had just, I think was just about to move on and they had just canned up a fresh run of it. And I remember just it being so freaking good. And I really liked that beer a lot. That's, Gabe, anything
2: on the pretty schedule pretty for Captain Kidd to come back?
4: uh well um i mean we may have to add it to the schedule now, <laughs> well, now. <on> the <laughs> i just i i
6: really thought that was just a fantastically crafted IPA. i'm not an ipa drinker i mean not that i'm not i just never really enjoyed your, it. you're
0: uh more of a belgian and german style
6: i like more german than, right? style. i'm more of lager i like lagers you know okay. yeah There's crisp beers that's what i enjoy drinking mostly and that's been my biggest challenge as a as the brewer for the company is like you know, honing in on making our IPAs more, um, I guess, appealing. To, IPA-ish? The IPA-ish con- clientele, if you will. <laughs> or,
5: more beer-like? More uh, beer-like? <laughs> like? I, don't,
6: I don't know. You know, so, you know.
0: Have you tried like,
6: lactose? No, all, ever. <laughs> How
2: about OJ? Have you ever tried straight-up orange juice? <laughs> just <laughs> straight-up
6: orange juice. Yeah, well, you know, I we just, I did my first, Canning run, I said, we well, we did our first canning run of three IPAs in a row. And it was just yeah. like, wow, we we'll just put three IPAs out on the same day. That was really,
2: I guess, He's shaking his head, for like, for yeah, me. yeah, that's that's norm. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, for
6: everyone it. else, it's normal, but for me, it's never <laughs> been normal. So I'm just like, okay, doing a lot of IPAs right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when are you bringing the uh, Schwartz beer back?
6: Um, yeah. Not for a while. Mm. No. Not for a mm. while, but we, you know we still have a little inventory left of it, so right. it's still okay. going to be out there for a little while.
0: Shipwrecked black,
2: yes. So yeah,
6: Damn, I think they can only can that up about a, uh, about a month and a half ago, so they're still. Oh, so, right. so you
2: still got some there freshies go. out there, nice.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely and they're lagers, so they'll stay nice. They'll
5: stick around yeah. a little bit. Yep.
6: Yeah, that beer just gets nicer and nicer and nicer if it's kept cold.
3: What's very interesting we've noticed, you know, uh, from talking a bunch of different breweries and and. Uh, just the other day, I, I had to get out of the house and and I went on my first like going out to breweries, which I haven't done since I closed my own brewery. And uh, I black loggers, man. I've seen dark loggers and black loggers like four or five times now from breweries ar- around the island, and I lo- love it. I love I it.
6: I remember when we said we were putting ours out. Everybody was like, "Don't do it, man. Don't do it. You're not going to sell <laughs>
5: any. You're not going to sell any."
0: And we like, all bring care. It? I want it. I'm, I'm yeah. ruining it. <laughs> Didn't each one of us bring a different black lager, dark lager, or yes. black lager? Yes. <laughs> back from where we were.
2: So Steve traveled around long Island. I went up to upstate New York and Pete went to Vermont over the, uh, February break. And we all came back right before we walked into oyster Bay and did our little exchange from where we were. And I had a crawler of the, uh, black logger sports beer from, uh, Whitman who we had on the show last month. And, nice. uh, Pete, you brought uh, the uh, I forget which one. Lost it was. Nation. Lost Nation. Uh,
0: Check dark Lager. I had Czech that last night.
2: Delicious, delicious. Very good. I like that. And then Steve got uh, one of the dark Lagers from Twenty Seven A. Right. Yep.
5: yep. Yeah.
2: So it was it was nice. We all kind of did a nice little dark lager exchange, which was kind of cool. It was fun.
3: It, it, was, it was actually pretty funny. He was like, well, I got one for you. Well, well I got one for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess we're all drinking dark lager anyway.
6: Okay. Dark lager. Great, man. They, go, they go so well with so many different foods. It's just... Speaking so, of which, great.
2: I paired my Lost uh, Nation dark lager last night with a fresh box of Girl Scout Tagalongs.
0: Ooh. Hey, all right. Oh, God, those are my favorite
2: fucking... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Steve, this is my next one. It's Steve's collab with Garvey's Point, your peanut butter porter, that uh, I will yeah. have my next few tagalongs with that's, probably tomorrow that's night.
5: Going.
2: Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was one of those things. I love having the Girl Scout cookies with the dark beers in the winter time, like right around now. Great combination. Give me another
0: excuse to buy a box of tagalongs. <laughs> Bro, I just, I just got, I just had. Like three boxes dropped off uh, this past week.
2: Yeah, Pete, when are yours coming? Because in. Pete's our, daughter. They're, they're,
0: uh, both of them now. They're uh, yeah, no, they're 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 in stock. There's quite
2: all a right. thing. Now we're talking. Exchange more coming Gabe. my way. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, have you ever uh, brewed with like a cookie or a bagel or something like some sort of food item? Something maybe you could buy from Scott from Cisco. <laughs>
5: uh
4: we, <laughs> I mean we have yeah we did we did a uh, we did a cookie uh you know collaboration with this Instagram cookie company my cookie dealer so we did a oh Milky, god those uh, things are insane we did a a, a milk stout made with their chalk tip cookies around christmas time yeah very cool um and then uh in january we did a collab with blue line deli in huntington and king's coast coffee Ooh. uh so we put their um Islander bagels uh in the mash and then ah, we did uh um, look at you King's Coast King's Coast Coffees, lamp lighter blend, cold brew, um hmm. to 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 finish it off. So they did coffee cream ale, which uh which which was fun. <gasps> That's
2: pretty yeah. cool. Did it it already yeah. came out, correct? Or is it still brewing? It did. It okay. did,
4: and it sold out pretty quickly. So there's another batch uh coming out in ten days or so. Oh, nice, cool.
2: all right. So we got it in the tanks, nice, yeah. Uh, Scott yeah. heard our our ribbings and said, "You bastards." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. That is fair. fair. Yeah, we are bastards. <laughs> yeah. He knows that. He knows that well more than anybody. Yes, he does. I was so uh, you know what I, I'm I'm actually now just thinking back how sad I am about him leaving because we were supposed to go down to AC Beer Fest last year and they were going to be at the festival, so I was excited yeah. to hang out with him and Greg and Dan and um, Sheila. And the whole crew from Long Island and that got canceled. So when they rescheduled now for June 4th and 5th, I believe, uh, I was expecting the whole crew to come back down. I don't know if the invites still are out there for people or what's going on. I think we're going to hear sometime around mid-March or so about what the brewery lineups are going to be and the the music festival lineup is going to be. But we are on the docket. We have our hotel Airbnbs punched. Now it's just a matter of making sure we all can get vaccinated in time. (laughs) And, or just stay safe as we can. And the numbers are super low and we'll have a great time down there.
3: I go, I go Thursday to get my vaccine. I go Sunday. Wow. That's because
2: I'm a teacher and he works for, yeah, there you go. And so, sorry, but I, not that I'm looking forward to it, but I need something because I'm around children all day and they're 17 year old children, not the cleanest bunch of children.
5: (laughs) (laughs) i'm very lucky
2: i'm very lucky i've been really lucky all year been very clean everything's been great you know thank god for that i want to turn that into a brewery question because a lot of the breweries are having protocols obviously face mask wearing uh when you're walking around you can have it off at the table uh hand sanitizer stuff like that has that been like a really hard uh part of this whole thing or is that the easiest part of it gabe
4: Oh, that's a, that's a question with a lot of layers. Uh,
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's been a challenge. I mean, following a process is not, is not challenging. Um, but you for, you know, like people forget that you add people to that process, um, both brewery staff and then, and then customers. Um, and I would say for the most part, people are really good about adhering to the rules that we have to adhere to. They're not rules that we create. Yeah. Uh, but You know, you guys know just add alcohol and every once in a while there are uh, people that don't like to follow that and that just becomes an issue. So, I mean, process wise, not difficult for us to follow, but with anything else, uh, it can be challenging at times.
2: Yeah. I mean, mean, it's, it's tough because you're adult to adult no one's over one another at that point. So it's kind of hard to like, listen, I mean, you're really, I mean, I'm sure everyone does that They give the first warning, maybe even the second warning after that's like, I mean, come on, I got to keep reminding you Yeah. try to be hospitable about it. And at the same time, be a little authoritarian because you're not really trying to be the bad guy here, but you know, you don't also give your business at risk at that point.
4: Yeah. And it's like, sure. I get that standing up in the same place, uh, without your mask is the same as you sitting down, but that's the rule. Like right. I, you know, I, you didn't make <laughs> I work. have to follow it, yeah. you know? So, uh, um, anyway, yeah. As you said, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging, but it's been, it's, it's, you know, overall it's been fine.
2: Yeah. Now you said you I work was... with, oh sorry, go
4: ahead. Uh, I
3: was just thinking of people like that. I was at a restaurant Saturday night and we're sitting down where the wife and I are eating and I look over and this guy's leaving with his family no mask, and already got a cigarette in his mouth. You know, he was the typical Joey bag of donuts. like, Hey, hey what the fuck? Don't worry about it. Hey, I'm okay. Don't... I was like, <laughs> oh, just come on, bro. Stacy, just...
2: put the scotch in the plastic cup and let's go. We got to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got to go.
2: Uh, we got to go. Come on, Stacey. <laughs> Unreal.
3: Unreal. I, I, it's why I'm... I'm glad I don't have to deal with people like that uh because I I'd probably be in jail or something. <laughs> You're
2: right. And the, and the one thing you it's hard to control is people. I know Gabe was saying that it's that's the wild card of the whole mix. Is that you yeah. can have all these things and you know you can control you and your business and your staff, but the uh, you know the wild cards are walking in the door every single minute. You got to be on top of it. It's it's got to be daunting and just frustrating and annoying at the same time. You just want to run your business like it ran for years and now all yeah. of a sudden it's like yeah. ugh.
3: Having a hard enough time already. Your exactly. keg sales are, are gone because everything is closed. Just trying to get by and you gotta bust balls. It's just like never makes any sense.
4: Nope. Yeah, it's uh well, it's not easy, but uh we'll get through it. It's just yep. it's fun sometimes. <laughs> yep.
3: And like we said, when we were there Sunday, it was a nice crowd coming in. Um, and you know, it wasn't the greatest of days. It was sunny, but it was cold, hmm. but it's good to see people wanting to go out and and hang out for a little bit. Uh, uh, Cause I know I don't want to lose any of the breweries on Long Island, so uh, I tell everybody just just fucking go out for a little bit, yeah. enjoy yourselves, take some stuff to go home. So when <laughs> your opens really up again, we could
4: all have places to go.
2: Yeah, you want yep. them to be there when you get yep. when you're done.
4: Yep. And 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 I always say like, you know what? If you don't want to go out, go on their website and buy a gift card. Right? right, or off. buy a T-shirt, or buy a sweatshirt. If you don't want to visit them, just buy something from their website. Anything, it'll it'll help.
2: Yeah, the Ooh, gift card is good forever. Buy song. their
5: product. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right.
4: Anything.
2: A yeah. couple people checking Anything. in on Instagram. Uh, our buddy over at West Babylon Superstar uh, saying what's going on. Scott uh, says uh, just you just you guys just want to make beer. People are dicks. Um, Al loves <laughs> beers. Checking in, and my buddy Tom Friends is saying uh, there's jack wagons everywhere.
4: That's <laughs> true. That's a good one. That's true. That good one. that's,
3: that's yeah, true. Are, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. It's is it time?
2: uh to start talking about beer.
3: I think it's no. I think it's time.
2: I don't Jack have wagons. your jingle yet. <laughs> more Jack wagons <laughs> You want to do, uh, I don't have the jingle ready yet. I got to get like people to make the jingle. Like Steve asks his questions. Three questions for Steve. <laughs> and, then, I and
0: I didn't think we needed an original jingle until just now. Well, well, now we do. I'm on board with that. I think we do.
2: It's got to be like so, very like 1970s NBC jingle kind of thing. Snappy. Definitely. Nappy. definitely. <laughs> I quit. Uh,
3: well, any, I quit. anyway, I quit. I Quit. I quit. <laughs>
2: I quit. Um go ahead you you're you're on it uh let's ask these questions and uh right, can I make a recommendation before you ask them Sure Can you do it one at a time Okay All right just because I,
3: just, I it does it does you know what it is it's the alcohol it that, is yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: You're right in The first question the other two are because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're already thinking about question
2: 1 and you didn't quite hear every bit of question 2 and 3 and part B yeah
3: okay so there's go. gonna be three questions Gabe three but questions uh, if you want time, you can answer them and then we'll go along Steve's questions for Gabe yeah uh, so Gabe what was that beer back whenever that turned you on to craft beer what was that one beer that you had you said what what is what is something better than Miller and Bud and Coors what was that, that gateway beer that, that got you into craft beer
4: uh, you are gonna make me give the most cliche answer ever and i'm so embarrassed to even say it um but i will say that uh someone shared a heady topper with me uh pretty early oh, when, all right. when yeah when you couldn't you know when you couldn't get it. i mean now it's it's you know pretty easy to get uh i have a four pack coming but, this week uh Ooh.
5: um
4: i, but a four I was pack like wow side. that's very different <laughs>
2: yeah
4: uh so yes i'll say that
2: heady okay uh, that's a good one. Cause uh, mine was magic. We hat. actually
0: haven't gotten that answer yet. No, no. when yeah. you say cliche, I was like, Oh God, did it Sierra Nevada pale yeah. ale? Is that just everybody's answer? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. It was
3: either that or I thought he was going to go with like, Oh no, I had like, you know, a Pete's wicked or something like that.
5: Uh, which <laughs> or always another one. That,
3: uh, all right. So uh, what is your go-to style? What is your favorite style to drink? If you can.
4: So that's changed because uh, I would say over the last eight years, it's been an IPA. I've, I, I've loved IPAs and all different types. I'd say over the last year or so, I have um, begun to stray away from those. And I find myself drinking really clean lagers and pilsners now. Crispy boy. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think yeah. that's that's kind of the evolution I don't know of a lot of people.
4: Like me getting old. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> me getting old or whatever it is, but um I just uh, I I don't know I really really enjoy the style a lot more today than I did than I did before.
0: Actually, that was you know, what I was excited yesterday that there was a, the, a rice lager on the board yesterday. That
2: was mm-hmm. as I said that, that is as a, often as I'd like immediate. That is what I get at least one of those yeah. <laughs> every time I'm up there because you can't find it. Does it not everyone's doing a rice lager? So that's a delicious you know beer.
5: We do. I, you know, I think yes, we, I know.
2: <laughs> I said it as I'm looking at you, going shit. I know he does one. Fuck. <laughs>
3: I I, I think you're appreciating, you know, what it takes to make a really good, crisp lager or, or, and and how much goes into it. And, and, you know, when you do drink and it's, and it's a really well made one, you're like, wow, there's nothing better than this. Is no adjuncts. There's, there's no other, or, you know, it's just that flavor of that malt that, you know, there's a little bit of hops and that yeast and, that's that's about it uh my third and final question uh what is your go-to beer now other than any beer that you brew what is a beer
4: that you look forward to having other than your own uh so slightly off answer um i i last two years have been traveling a lot uh for work and I find myself in airports all the time. And the easiest go-to beer that I can have in an airport all the time is Lagunitas. And so oh, um, I will say that uh, when I'm sitting at an airport bar uh, and I'm looking at the, not that attractive tap tree, that is what I'll go to to have.
3: <laughs> not attractive. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's either, you know, it's usually either that or it's a goose island beer. Cause yeah, I would say goose, like the three, one, six
2: was everywhere.
3: Yeah. And yeah. It's- Everywhere you looked is a, a goose head somewhere. And, you know, I and, was excited
2: when Sophie started being available at first. Uh, and now God, you can pretty much beer. find it anywhere. Now it's it's everywhere. It's, it used to be very rare. And now it's like, oh, I don't know about that. I got people checking <laughs> on Instagram really quick. Uh, Tom uh, Tom Franz says optical illusion 2001. That was his first. Um, Scott's saying uh, loggering is a brewery showing off its chops for real tough style to make consistently kudos to those that can do it well yep so thanks scott still listening even after we made fun of him by accident or purpose (laughs) (laughs) appreciate you scott
3: i'm sorry i made fun of you accidentally on purpose scott but
2: uh maybe soon it'll be the work with mike pete steve and scott Oh, <laughs> someone has a little bit more free time now that he's working for a big a old guest sister. spot
0: open whenever you want it, Scott.
3: That's
2: hey, true. Like, the anytime only thing
3: is we're going to talk about beer, and he's going to be like, so you know, slab bacon
0: nowadays. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if he comes on and starts talking about bacon, I'm here for that too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll do a whole new podcast with Scott.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: he said he's in. <laughs> 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 um, Dan, I we we asked these questions to you. Uh, Travel me back. What was the go to you're at right now?
6: What's my go to?
2: Yeah, right, besides Other your than own. Our
6: own. Yeah, Not, yeah. Uh, that's hard, man. It just depends on beat. my mood, man. It it really does. But uh, it's usually something from Dogfish Head. Okay.
2: Yep. See, you I've know? been on that kick. I've been on my sixty minute kick. When I, football-
6: I, I really like the 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 the, the slightly mighty. I think it is?
2: Uh, Midas touch. no! No, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's a newer one. It's a light
6: IPA. And I don't really like IPAs. And that's so good.
2: (laughs) It's kind of like uh, the founders um, all day. It's it's right around that area. Yeah. I do remember that one. Um, Yeah, I was drinking 60 minutes, uh, drinking a six pack of 60 minutes for football season. So it was like, you know, one o'clock to nine o'clock. I would polish off that six pack. I had had a 60
6: minute not too long ago. And I was just like, it's not as hoppy as I remember, and then I'm like, no, I'm just enjoying the hop yes. flavor a lot more than I used to. Yes, that's exactly yeah. it.
2: it. It you you changed. I don't think that's changed all that much. No, the once beers get the same. It. I changed exactly.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I'm appreciating it a lot more now.
2: Yeah, I mean, just the consistency of what they can do, yes. it, and that's something to be said for any brewer that produces these uh, very easily fuck upable beers. Uh, with just a slight off bit, you know, how consistent everything is. Gabe, when you guys are going through your recipes and you're doing this, are, are you thinking with consistency in mind as you're kind of going through the processes from one batch to the next?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, we are pretty deliberate about, you know, if something is going to be a one off that we're not planning on reproducing versus a beer that we're going to try and uh, distribute. I mean, it has to be scalable, it has to be consistent, right? Like it's, 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 it's tough when you make a beer and there's a product that you can no longer get. Like if you're gonna make a widely distributable beer with galaxy hops, there's so much um, fluctuation and hop price and availability and stuff that you can't have that all of a sudden not you know not not available. So it's gotta be somewhat repeatable and consistent um, from an ingredient side and then of course process and all the other stuff that goes with it.
2: So when you went into like the, the recipe for barn rocker, obviously that's gonna be a re- repeat based style or, sure. and brew. It was in the development of that, was it saying, are right, we got to keep it? I don't want to say simple like it's a simple beer, but simple enough that we can repeat this consistently over and over again,
4: yeah. I mean, I think when we when we first made it, we were just trying to make a simple beer, quite honestly, uh, you know an approachable craft beer that was not polarizing or overpowering or whatever it was. And um there's been many iterations of barn rocker. Hmm. Um, we've always tried to, uh, you know, improve it over the years. And I think Ivan last week was talking, I mean, you know, over 10 or 12 batches, he made little tweaks to it. Mm
5: -hmm. And,
4: uh, you know, even Tom now has made a couple little tweaks to it. So we're always trying to make it as, um, you know, as perfect for us as possible while still not being, um, different where if you had it, you were like, oh my God, this tastes completely different than what this did last week or two weeks ago or a month ago.
2: Now are those changes made in ingredients or in process or in both
4: um, both uh, probably um, y- yeah so I think for when Ivan was there it was ingredients. Um, Tom's made slight process changes around temperature and stuff like that. Um, it just depends on the the little things that we're trying to fix, whatever that might be or alter or change whatever whatever word you want to use
2: cool. yeah and oh, it, was it based upon the idea of trying to just be more efficient with it? Uh, timing issues, scheduling issues, stuff like that? Or was it just a consistent or a conscious effort to make it just taste a little different? So it's right where I want it to be.
4: Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll have a barn rocker and I'll be like, God, there's just, you know, I don't know this one, there's just like this slight little bite at the end that I don't want, or I don't, you know, like people shouldn't have that or, or, Mm. you know, whatever it is. And so I use whatever words I can use to describe that to, you know, (laughs) the guys in the brewery so that they can understand what I'm trying to say and translate that to process or ingredient or whatever it might be.
2: You know, that makes sense. Yeah. It's got to be hard not to be able to print out something out of your brain going, well, here's exactly what (laughs) I needed to be fixed. You got to like, it's really hard. Yeah,
4: it's it's really hard because everybody uses different words to describe things. And so when, when somebody, right. you know, a, a, you know, one of our bartenders or one of our, if, if, if someone's like, Oh, it's just a little too light. It's like, well, wait, what do you mean? Do you mean like, is it too light in color? Is it too light in body? Is it too light? And like you have to be really descriptive about what you want um, to change. Otherwise uh, it can be misconstrued.
2: Yeah. Steve, what were we going to say? So, uh,
4: I, I meant to ask earlier, what
3: is uh, Oyster Bay's reach uh, distribution-wise? Where, you know, besides New York, are you guys out, out of in New uh, Jersey or just New York? Just,
4: nice. just New York. Just New York. Yeah, yeah. We um we we had a small date in Connecticut. Uh, I'd say for um, like a year and a half. Um, w- you know, we learned pretty quickly that without for us without having real boots on the ground and support to really push the product like a sales you know, like team. we have here in New York. Yeah. It's just, it's really tough to make a go at it, you know? Um, and so uh, it didn't make sense for us at the time to continue that relationship. So we're just here in New York. Um, it's uh, Manhattan beer distributes in 16 counties. And so we're somewhat represented in those. No oh, good are you
0: nice. shipping yeah. all uh, New York state wide or is it wherever we so are? People can go online, buy the beer and it'll ship from anywhere,
4: anywhere in New York. Anywhere in New York. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And are Via
2: distributors yeah. uh, picking it up upstate uh, a little further up, or is anybody kind of bringing it up there and, and uh, selling it for their shop?
4: Yeah. I mean, we've had, you know, we've had certain, uh, you know, people reach out. I don't think logistically for us, it makes sense to try and ship uh, a half a pallet or 20 cases or 50 cases. Like it just it becomes too cost prohibitive for them to then be able to make money and mm-hmm. sell it. Um, So we, we, really try and focus on, you know, what we can control kind of in our backyard with our distributor.
2: And with the the shipping in New York, is that something you feel is going to stay and stick around for a while to come?
4: Um, I hope so. You know, I don't, I don't find that there's any reason to uh, you know, to stop it. Um, Although I don't know all the inner workings and whatever red tapes involved and all that stuff, but I can tell you it's nice that somebody in Albany or Buffalo can order a case or a six pack. And if they want to spend 20 or 25 bucks to ship it, let them do it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know
3: the uh, uh, New York State Brewers Association is definitely lobbying Yeah. to have that continue uh, because it is a, a huge boost for the, bus- you know, for for the alcohol, I should say, alcohol business.
2: Oh! What who's look that? who's here! <laughs> Gabe, special guest number two for you tonight.
5: Oh man! We have Ivan so from
2: Myers <laughs> Brewing Company joining the show. Just on the show two weeks ago, Ivan's here. What up, buddy?
1: This is great. What's going on? How you doing, Ivan? Ivan, what's up, man? How's everything? Outstanding. Yourself? Oh, yeah, can't complain.
4: Good to Thanks. talk to yeah, you. Mean, a, you know. Via Zoom and not via Instagram from last week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's far nicer there than it is here because we only got five inches of snow. (laughs) It's a little nicer. Yeah, a little nicer. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And we also have Dan here. Ivan, Dan's in the the Zoom chat if you don't see him. what's
1: up, Dan? What's up, (laughs) What's going on there, Ivan? How you doing, buddy? I'm
6: all right, man. I'm feeling good.
2: So Ivan, you basically uh, kind of spurred me to to go out and reach out to people that previously were at Oyster Bay and have you guys drop in uh, some contract people, some past employees and past people. Like Oyster
0: Bay, this is
4: your life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> oh, good. This is like a high school reunion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to go with Carousel of Progress, but that doesn't work as well. <laughs> I haven't drank enough to really say that correctly, so we'll get there. I man how's it going the last two weeks good
1: yeah just busy uh yeah I <laughs> just busy
2: double brew so, days yeah everything's going,
1: going very well where you know other than you know snow yeah Every day. Oh, and lots of
6: yeah and you day. guys got
2: hit i i was up at saratoga and uh i didn't get too bad during that february break but on the way home Man, did I hit the whiteout conditions, and that was traveling north as I was going back down south. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, it, it snowed sideways for most of the day today. And, and I, I mean, it's beautiful up here in a strange yeah. way. Like yesterday, we went for a walk on the lake, and it was beautiful and sunny and 28 degrees and was perfectly warm um uh, but yeah uh, well, uh, you get, get used to weird
3: it. it's like yeah i'm <laughs> gonna put somebody in a wood chipper and, and spit them <laughs> <in> bushes <laughs> or something i don't know
0: yeah
2: you get used to it um so
0: have, have you put anyone in a wood chipper <laughs> uh,
2: Like don't We probably
0: clear
5: the air yeah no. The, please don't,
2: don't admit them. to anything on or off the air at that point <laughs> There's yeah, far I better
5: ways to get rid of the body. <laughs> good, good.
2: <laughs> That's the correct answer.
5: Perfect answer.
2: Yeah. I I got Dan here, and I also wanted to have Dan on because you were part of that initial stages where Dan was coming up to brew Ghost Wave. Um, so give me a little quick, and Gabe, obviously you're overseeing a lot of this and inner workings of what was going on with that relationship. You guys, tell me a little bit about, obviously, I know Dan said he kind of reached out on Instagram. But then from there, how does that um, contract start? Is it a matter of just getting together, developing the recipe? Did you do a small test batch? Did you just go right to the large scale? How did that all work for the three of you guys?
6: Um, I guess I'll spit. Um, you guys came to us. I said, this is my recipe. I showed it to Ivan, told him this is what I wanted. He scaled it up for me. And we went from there and we just tweaked it as we went along.
2: So it's really that easy. Like, just <laughs> here it is oh. on a napkin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it would make it much easier on everybody if it was that easy. That's right.
6: Oh, yeah. That's right. I, I felt that I was in very good hands by handing it over to Ivan. And I knew the experience that these guys had already been through. And I just felt confident like, hey, man, this is. I'm giving you full reign. This is what I am looking for. And, you know, make it go.
2: For the people watching on Instagram, this is The work with Mike, Pete, and Steve. We are here with Gabe from Oyster Bay Brewing Company. And joining him, special guests, Dan from Long Beach Brewing Company and Ivan from Myers Creek Brewing Company. And these guys uh, worked with Gabe in one way, shape, or form over the last, uh, let's say, almost decade now. So uh, we brought them on to be special guests to talk to Gabe a little bit. Uh, Ivan, when you got when you were there, um, we were just talking about Barn Rocker and some of the iterations. What were some of the tweaks you had made to that? Because I want to start getting into – we're into the part of the show where we talk a little bit about the um, the recipe and, and the process and all that. So maybe you can break it down for us really quick on kind of where you left off and then where Tom picked up the current brewmaster over at Oyster Bay.
1: Uh, so Gabe and Ryan obviously invented that recipe from scratch um, as home brewers and then built it up to what was that a three barrel system you had across the parking lot Gabe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, they took that and handed it off to Mike and Mike scaled it up to 15 barrels. And then from there, you know, we just did some minor tweaks and a little bit of processing differences. And it's, I don't know what's happened to that recipe since I've been gone, but you know, it was in a good spot when I left and, you know, it was, we had finaled at GABF two years in a row, hadn't metaled, but finaled, that's solid for, yeah. you know, a, a, a really good, you know, not super niche style where there's a ton of entries. So, yeah. you know, that I felt really good about that.
2: And it sounded like it was initially just made as a tribute beer. It wasn't really meant to be what amounts to now the staple of the brewery. And that's kind of where it all started. So it's it's interesting how that idea kind of spawned itself into a phenomenon in a way where it wouldn't kind of final at a GABF.
1: Yeah, and that's I mean that's Gabe and Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> Gabe what, what? you guys <laughs> had nothing to do with anybody else. Like you guys <laughs> came up with the pipe dream of being like, you know, let's pay homage to this falling down archaic building that oh, there it is, there in. it is. <laughs> it
2: looks a lot better now. And the Islanders are tied up now. Buffalo Islanders two two in the third, six <laughs> minutes and a half to go. In the really third bad. period, so it, it's it's getting down to the wire. I'm uh, giving Gabe updates because uh, he's being a good uh, guest and not watching the game as we're on the air. Gabe, what? He's uh, yeah, he, he's got his iPhone in his lap. He's he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the MSG Sports app on there. He's like, are you kidding me? Oh man! Or he's got the Hofstra in the other ear. The Hofstra feed right here in the in the right ear.
4: That would be um, really confusing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he would be answering Chris <laughs> Carlin like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's good goal. It's good goal. Um, to, uh, maybe Gabe. Then you could shed some light. So, what, what little tweaks? I know he said process, but you know what, what really had to be done since this first came out, or or in throughout its re- evolution. And and while you're there, why don't you just tell us how this breaks down? Kind of what you're using. What what's the the grain bill and stuff like that?
4: You're asking me now the technical side of yes. the beer that we came up with. Yes. This long ago that's been changed over the years? <laughs>
2: well, what was your first? I mean, give us the, the, the generic version of where you came up with it and then kind of where it evol- evolutionized to where it is today. Evolved? Evolved. Sure. To where so, it is today. Evolved. See, I told evolved. you. I use words, so but I'll just, just not the you. right ones.
4: <laughs> in, in, your spirit, in, in spirit, we were trying to create a malt-forward, um, you know, not hoppy or bitter session ale. Um I, I honestly don't remember. Uh, there was, you know, a bunch of crystal malt in there, some base malt. I forget, quite honestly, what hops we started with because those are not used anymore.
5: Um, <laughs>
4: um, and, and so, you know, Ivan certainly made some. I would say significant changes over. It had to have been. I don't know. Was it a dozen batches? Did you make like little changes over a dozen? Over a to where, and
1: yeah, it was over yeah, a dozen so, batches.
4: Wow. So at the end it was, you know, I would say a different product from the first, um, but aside from, I think some of the ingredient differences, there were some basic things that, 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 uh, Ivan did around, um, you know, some, some flavors and aromas that, you know, might not have been wanting to have been there and stuff like that. Um, maybe some diacetyl, maybe not, I don't really mm. know. Uh, and wink, wink. so, you know, uh, I think, you know, that certainly improved that beer and, you know, that's stuff that, you know, like needs to happen as you, was there a goal? Is that, is, is, is that what's happening right now? And you're not- Islanders oh! right. I lose on the power
2: play three, two Islanders oh four fifty to go.
5: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Awesome.
2: There it is. Um, Pajot.
4: and then over the last year or so, I think we've dialed back some of the crystal malt, some of the, some of the darker crystal malt, just to sort of get like there's a little bit of bitterness, a harsh, harsher bitterness at the end coming from that malt that I think we dialed back a little bit to try and make it finish a little bit easier. Um, but outside of that, like when Ivan left, he had in a really good place, um, far more scalable, I would say, process and recipe than what we started with.
2: Hmm. And, and so, it, I mean, what you got today at a four or five session, Oh, I got stuck actually, that was kind of weird. Um, it, it's delicious and it's, it's crushable. And I hate that word, but it's the best word to describe the ability to drink many of these before you walk into any, uh, Islander or in this case, Met game as well. Um, cause the only other Met themed beer that I know of is Greenport Harbor makes that pinstripe, not pinstripe pills. Um, that's, that's, uh, it's the me pale me. ale. They make a pale ale juiced, juiced. And uh, that's the only that other
0: steroids or
2: yeah, maybe <laughs>
3: um, I'm guessing. Yes, perhaps, um,
2: but think- it, it's the only other like sports, New York sports themed beer that I can really think of. But like I said, besides the blue point pill, pinstripe pills um, and and you were able to to capture the logo on there. So it's again uh, visible from the shelf. It's on the box. It's on the branding. It's on everything. So, and it also, it, you know, travels outside of your, typical branding that you have for the rest of your line so that's what's also interesting because you have a lot of your uh beers now with the new branding uh having that color scheme a lot of white space logo very prominent but here it's mostly about barn rocker and the islander so it, it just kind of jumped uh, a little bit from you know where you were going but you kept the i guess the original og feeling of the the can itself again probably because it's more visible on the shelf and, and, and Islander fans just eat it up just for the canvas.
4: Yeah. Uh, give a little in the weeds on the design on that. Uh, part of the requirements around using the IP of the team, mm-hmm. one of the things is that the Islander logo must be placed on a solid color. Okay. And so we couldn't actually split the logo between the blue and the white. Gotcha. Uh, so, that design, so that design has to be that way in order to be as close to our packaging as possible.
2: All right. right. No, that makes yeah. sense. I mean I would imagine. How many most
4: meetings were there about the label?
0: Like how like how many like how many hours of discussion did you have to endure before you found out like the label has to be placed specifically on a solid color?
4: Yeah, we were pretty much almost in production when that you know, sort of was like, oh yeah, no, that can't happen. Okay, great. We'll go back to the drawing board.
2: <laughs> okay. Cancel that order. Quick, quick, quick. It cancel, cancel, cancel. That's
4: right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it was, makes sense. Yeah. I think a lot of sports teams, if they're, if you're going to use their, their label outside of their own, um, I guess, branding or, or merchandise, you'd have to probably obey certain regulations. I don't think that's an uncommon thing to go through.
0: We had a request at work one time for, we were going to do a bunch of installs for McDonald's and we got a request that uh, we couldn't fulfill which was calibrating the TV to a specific, uh, specific shade of yellow mm. for, the, for the golden arches,
5: it had to be really?
2: the exact wow. color, yeah, which
0: you can't do, you can't calibrate the yellow,
2: right? <laughs> it's, it's impossible, <laughs> it's RGB, they weren't CMYK TVs. Um, but I do like the fact that you, you blend, you know, you're using the same orange, the blue, and it all ties in, so you really don't see like the separation as much even though it's on a solid white background, it kind of flows through which is nice. Yeah. Um, I want to get into this hazy because this is one of my favorite beers from you. Uh, this is the, uh, the, the brand new iteration of hazy IPA. Was this something that's an old school um, recipe that Ivan would know about, or is this something relatively new?
4: This is, uh, this is something that Tom uh, uh, came up with at the brewery. Um, you know, as Uh, COVID developed, we, you know, as I mentioned quickly had to sort of come up with, you know, some exciting beers, or I would say, you know, one-offs to keep the brand exciting Mm. um, because people were always looking for something new. And so Mm. we hadn't really done, you know, we hadn't really done a hazy IPA since I think um, when Ivan, probably one of the last beers Ivan did, we did a collab with San City and Barrier and, uh, you know, a bunch of breweries on the Island that was You know, New England style, Um, and I think we did one more hazy slightly after, but then we hadn't done one since.
2: No hazies from Barrier and Sand City. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
4: Um, and so uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like getting a stout from Barrage. Yeah, that's crazy. No pastry stouts
2: from Barrage. They don't do that.
4: (laughs) Um. So, anyway, so we hadn't done one in a while, and uh, I said, you know, let's just, you know, let's just, let's just do one. Let's just change it up. And um, so this was something that Tom did.
2: Cool. And give us the breakdown. I love it. You know? it,
4: uh, it is super,
0: super hazy. Yeah. And you do get those traditional, you know, what everyone expects from a hazy with the, the citrus and the tropical notes from it. I really like that. Yeah. Let's
2: see if I could hold it up. And very different fruit.
0: than the next one, I guess we'll talk about with the Alexa. Oh,
2: but, yeah. Well, i oh, – well, We're going right to the 13. We only got uh, 30 minutes left. We got to go right to the the sippable.
3: The Alexa Alexa was my favorite. Yeah. Um,
2: And that's been around for a while, right, Gabe? The Alexa's been around for quite some time.
4: It has. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Ivan, we definitely did it when you were there. Um, Uh, We did it
1: before. Mike actually designed that original recipe, and then it got tweaked through time.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, that's been... Uh, you know, we've been doing it for I don't know four years, five years, maybe something like oh, that. Oh, well,
2: I gotta show you something. Yeah, oh, oh. he's got an old school, like,
0: it's down, the show's over.
2: He's just he's gonna I show us- this
0: refers to the song, not to the device that Jeff Bezos used to spy on us, correct? <laughs>
5: correct. <laughs> correct, yes.
2: Okay. I, I thought correct. maybe Dan was going to grab his Alexa and he was gonna ask about the Alexa beer. Oh, oh, look at oh that. <laughs> old school one, Jesus, wow. hold on which.
5: Wow! Oh yeah, oh, that label
2: thing, has yeah. seen
0: some fucking
2: corking refrigeration cage. and thawing. Wow! <laughs> so what? Are, what are you saving that yeah. for? Not now, for a special occasion. Nice. There you go. When our tap room finally opens up. Yes.
5: Wait, yes.
1: what? You still have that bottle? That's <laughs> <feel> a downstairs funk.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's he, well, number one. What is that? Brewed
2: in two thousand sixteen. Wow. Good
1: for you. There you Simpler go. times.
2: Islanders win. I'm going to see how that is.
1: Let me know how that is. I've
2: kept it cool. <laughs> nice. Good for Just you.
1: Out of the fridge.
2: <laughs> and you were part of, I mean, I, I sorry. I, well, even Ivan too. And Gabe, you guys were part of, uh, oh, I got a, I got a little earthling here. Hold on. Hello. <laughs> see you in the morning, buddy. Good night, Mac. Good night, buddy. He looks like an Ewok for some reason. I don't know what he's wearing. Um, wearing a You're wearing a blanket. I know um but uh, you guys were part of uh, i th- i believe you were part of the uh surge protector uh hurricane sandy relief beer am i am i right for saying that i gotta we, look at we the label not. again no I, I thought you were on that i thought were, i thought i had a label that had the oyster bay logo on there at one point an old one like damn just brought up you i have my little wine fridge down under here so I, it's actually kind of stuck so I'll, I'll look at it later but I'll see. I might have a vintage uh, bottle of oyster base somewhere as well. I don't think it's downstairs funk, though. I think it's something this else. It Might be a stout. I
6: cherished this one, and I said I'm going to save this for a really special moment. So,
2: and what's this, what's the style on? Is that a a fermented farmhouse kind of thing, or is it a?
1: It was a barrel wild barrel aged stout. Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. So wild basement. Guy. Downstairs funk.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it speaks for itself almost. It does. It's got Still some clear. good beer. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't have much sediment. It didn't look like it when you kind of spun it around a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. Ivan, what were some of your favorite uh beers to brew over at Oyster Bay when you were there?
1: Uh Honey Ale's actually my ah. favorite ah. beer ever that came oh, out. That, 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 that beer is beer awesome. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh that beer is phenomenal. The uh the the standard IPA is absolutely amazing. It's just uh lighter version of the West Coast IPA and it's really nice
2: and Gabe so. mentioned the uh, pumpkin earlier and I remember no. it being one of the first pumpkins I've had um <laughs> yeah. did you have any anything to do with the pumpkin releases back in the day
1: I hate I hate pumpkin he hates <laughs> pumpkin <laughs> beer he hates Thank pumpkin you. Beer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. I don't blame you I don't like them I don't drink them anymore Unpopular but I remember
0: opinion it, and I'd love to hear it every every pumpkin beer I brewed
3: uh, at barrage was some sort of other style than an ale with fucking spices in it. We did saisons, we did <laughs> we did porters, we did freaking lagers. Everything was could be a pumpkin. I hate those fucking beers so much.
5: Yeah.
0: Well, last time I had a pumpkin beer, uh, I think it was on the show, and I think I, the way I described to Mike is this is the pumpkin beer I hate the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, there you we go. The
6: butternut squash one.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> That, I, that I don't was the, that. Belgian,
6: uh, the Belgian.
0: Uh,
6: yeah, yeah, that was good. The
0: name. That was yeah. That I liked, but the obligatory <laughs> pumpkin beer. I can. No. I love fall for beer season, but.
2: Blind bat does the sweet potato, corn, and I like that one right, too. That one's fuck good. It right out of the room. If you stay away from pumpkin, I think you're you're golden. And not to but say you that should Gabe, you should ask You should ask
1: Gabe how many have of pumpkin beer were sold during an oyster fest
2: yeah Uh, i could imagine how many
1: it
4: was a lot it
1: it it was was a lot lot. (laughs) because i mean
5: we
4: brewed uh you know for for you know at least a month before just trying to you know stock up enough kegs really for that weekend
2: yeah i remember it it, you (laughs) can just walk in and take it to go right because you could just walk the streets with it at that point
4: uh, yeah. I mean, they changed that recently, but, yeah. um, plenty of people still initially. try take, to go.
2: <laughs> well, initially I remember yeah. when it first was there, <laughs> I mean, I remembered, I think I actually did it myself just because it was there and you guys had it like a, um, a uh, table out front where you guys had like a jockey yes. box and you're doing it right from there so some of the first ones you guys were involved with it, it, it was very lax and then yeah of course you know as time goes on yeah. people are like wait yeah, a second we can't be doing this yeah i think i think
4: once somebody put a motorcycle through a window it was like uh <laughs> right. that, that oh, was that's what time it's like. to stop that that's know? probably like <laughs> yeah. a stopping point
2: yeah I yeah, think, yeah.
4: Think that was it's good feeling
2: really
5: well i don't know
2: who it was but it was somebody and he came in on his that's crazy um so listen i i oh boy uh scott says hold on i'm I'm blowing up now pumpkin ale is what uh cal was to football it sucks cal oh no xfl xfl he (laughs) got it yes the it it. is the xfl of beers yeah that's that's a good analogy. That's a good I analogy. Like <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, the, the the concept of having you know that being a, 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 an event that happens and brings a lot of eyes to the brewery and, and repeat business after that, you got to see the the benefit to that. Are, are any plans in the works? Have you heard anything from the town at this point about plans for this coming October or whatever it is? I think it's late September, early October for the festival itself.
4: I haven't heard anything specifically around it. I think that decision is going to be made as late as possible. Yeah. um, Just given, you know, how much everyone's going to want every opportunity to keep it. So they're not going to want to pull the plug too early.
2: Yeah. I like that was one of the things, again, my buddy lives up in Oyster Bay and it was one of the things we could go to his house, park, walk into town, hang out for the day, go back, relax, you know, walk it off a little bit and then get home it was a festival that we loved and, and my wife loved to buy all the little knickknacks. I like the food and the beer, <laughs> the kids like yeah. the games and the, and the animals and stuff like that. It was, it was something for everybody. So I hope it does come back this year. It's it's, it was a fun one.
5: We do too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Obviously. <laughs> um, Ivan. So in the last, uh, you know, a few months, you guys have been really cranking out beers. Uh, obviously we had it in a show two weeks ago. Um, what was the newest brewery? Uh, sorry, news brew that popped out. Is that Young Steve? That is Young Steve
3: at the Oyster Bay Fest. Wow. Uh, in 1982, <laughs> I I was in the uh, bike race that they did at the time. That's crazy. I was I was like the young Greg LeMond and uh, <laughs> uh, very Greg
2: Louganis. Oh. <laughs> can you you put that outfit on now
3: i think oh yeah oh my one leg god please i was like 148 pounds there six wow
2: wow you are a young buck ready to go
3: 100
2: pounds later (laughs) with a bionic arm
3: with a bionic arm
2: sorry i mean. so i was saying i mean you guys have been cranking out a bruise um, what's in the tanks right now? I know, again, we talked only two weeks ago, but I'm sure something has changed over the last two weeks. What's what's ready to come out? What's what's on the schedule? What's in the tanks?
1: Uh, coming out, we have a sour with mango and blackberry called post-emptive warning. Ooh. Um, we have a, kind of a traditional... That That's a hazy IPA, but it's done a little different way with a bunch of orange peel and stuff. Uh, that one constantly comes out because we supply all the uh, uh, mountains around, the ski mountains. Mm, so yeah. uh, they oh, call it awesome. earlier turns. We call it Velvet Fog. Uh, we have <laughs> an old one coming back. Old, I mean, we've been open for all of nine months. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Back from, uh, that, yeah, that more uh, to like
0: the, the state of affairs in the beer world than like a beer that's like you brewed six months ago like that's an old beer old, yeah, it, old, it, old a, the that AG old old tired fucking recipe from six <laughs> months ago <laughs>
1: yeah, that's great I know it's, it's, it's pretty bad um <laughs>
5: But it's an IPA. You said a new
1: hazy come out. Okay, uh, that's tap room only. Ooh, Um, God, would be pure infinite haze. Uh, Gabe actually Jeff designed that recipe.
2: Ah, yes. ah, Uh, Little um, networking going on there.
1: uh, Jeff Jeff
4: also Jeff Jeff works with us also. Nice. Yeah.
2: And, and so that that recipe was it uh, obviously tweaked just to kind of conform to your uh brewery hardware and stuff that's going on? Size, you know, your your scaling. No, it up Jeff, and
1: down. Jeff works there. He, he, oh, he, oh, he oh he's it. up
2: there with you. That's right. I, right. I forgot about that. He's up there <laughs> yeah. with
1: you.
2: Jeez. Yeah, hard to remember even two uh, hours We ago. we, we
1: stole there. a bunch of city guys. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> we just <laughs> we, we absorbed so many people.
1: You're well, to me. like pandemic campus and like pandemic camp. Everybody wanted to go upstate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: so wide open. The numbers are low. It sounds like a, a win-win for everybody.
1: <laughs> it was I, a I, win-win I, for a long time in this county. Yeah.
2: I got a lot of stuff. And, and like I said, I was starting to travel upstate. And I, I want to get up even further, get up into the Syracuse region again this upcoming uh, spring and fall. Um Ivan, what, what were some of the, uh, the the breweries that you can hit along the way? Obviously, we're going to try to hit, you know, my one of my uh, favorite areas, the Albany, or we'll say the capital area. You guys are up in the Syracuse area. What, what other breweries can people uh, go to make this a, like a nice little destination location for the town, the city area?
1: Uh, if you're coming from Long Island, you can go across Jersey, there's, as usual not much in jersey <laughs> um but um, you can <laughs> wow. th- i'm <laughs> yeah. well, not in the Northern you Jersey. Can then hit you, you can then hit like binghamton there's a handful of breweries there you get just north of binghamton you get to uh beer tree ah. um and then like you kind of can come up 81 uh, hit some stuff in syracuse like um modern ages mm. buried acorn which basically specifies and sours if you know kind of west out towards auburn you have prison city I have ithaca brewing so there's a bunch of stuff to hit
2: yeah so prison city got some uh good rep when they they partnered up with um who'd they do a collab with i think it was district 96 or or one of the other big equilibrium or something and they got a little, um uh I guess, promotion from that. And all of a sudden, people were all talking about Prison City beers. But they- Prison
1: City got some stuff when they got ranked number one IPA like four years ago by the Draft or Craft or-
2: Yeah, one of, yeah, one of yeah. Yeah. Ah, the-
1: Wow. Taste Magazine. Taste Magazine blew them up. Yeah, okay. they had the number one. They ranked them as number one IPA in the country. Wow. Yeah.
2: Crazy. Wow. We didn't uh, like Timber Ales or one of those guys from Twelve Percent do a collab with the Prison City. I, I feel like they did like Crows, Possibly. like Crows on it
1: somewhere. Yeah, those they're good dudes, and they actually so they were a brew pub and just opened up a uh, production facility like three months ago. God. They've been at a brew pub for like eight months.
2: Uh, Coven eight Hoven, years. Coven Hoven on Instagram is saying they also did a uh, Mickler uh, New York City collab as well. With that
1: makes
5: sense rocks, by yes the way.
2: Covenhoven is the shit is the bolts um <laughs> so check them out uh, I I feel like I I, I want to get a little more into our uh stout here because I had my buddy actually grab me a can of this if
3: you don't get to this quicker because I'm, I've been drinking this guy. alright I'm thing. getting
2: there
1: I'm getting <laughs> there right. oh up.
2: don't even start I
1: it, was, it was nice to hop in but I gotta go alright oh alright you appreciate you coming you on. You guys, guys. Later,
2: Later Thank buddy.
3: You.
2: So I want to get into did, this this I'm little bad boy. i
3: slow road. I, all right. Gabe, <laughs> give me the lowdown on this thing because um, I got it at probably like 45, 50 degrees. Mm. And, I hit the bath before
0: I crack this.
3: And thing. Yeah. It, it is tasting really really fucking good bro
4: thank you um so jason uh mildred who's uh who's you know one of our brewers he works with tom this is his recipe uh it was our imperial stout and this has been aging for uh about a year in mm. four roses barrels nice. um and what i really like about it is it's not overly boozy from the bourbon it's like just a little bit like enough to know it's there but not where you're thinking that you're drinking a glass of bourbon now, now um,
3: and and that's immediately when you just said one year i was going to ask you didn't blend this i mean this is just right from the barrels
4: no no no. we did we did blend it a little bit back okay. with uh with yeah 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 we did um just to make sure there was enough you know above the carbstone and stuff like that but um but yeah, I mean, it came out like we're really proud of it. Nice, smooth, like chocolatey, a little bit of oakiness. It's it's vanilla. It, I get like yeah, vanilla. It's really good. Yeah.
2: And the vanilla mass, yeah, that really a little bit. It kind of smooths it out a little bit. Gives it that yeah, nice smooth yeah. texture to it as it goes. What is the the uh, base uh, of this? Where, where is that coming from? Is it just a standard stout base, American stout? Where, where is the uh, the recipe headed in that direction?
4: Yeah. I mean, I wish I had more details there. I could certainly find out and let you guys know from Jason. Um, I really don't know the technicalities on what he did to brew it. This was his really first recipe that he took cradle Little to grave and, um, okay, you know, re- really proud of it. I, I, I'm, you know, not to insult anyone. I think it's a relatively basic, um, you know, his Imperial stout recipe, but I think sitting in those barrels over those over, you know, over that time really, Really did nice work for it. We've got them both on tap, both uh, non-barrel-aged and barrel-aged. And uh, they came out really well. Yeah, that's and, really cool.
3: Thank you for giving us that. because, yes. um, I, Again, I've been sipping this now for probably the last 20 minutes or so. And yeah, you, you, you're definitely right. You get a little bit of heat in, towards the end, but it's not that overbearing heat. But you know that this has been barrel-aged for a certain amount of time. Um, a little bit of oak char, uh, I definitely. And what's really nice about it is, and it's it's probably coming from the the actual recipe itself that chocolate flavor, um, a little bit of bitterness, and then again, I, I'm saying it's probably from the barrel. I get that like vanilla ish uh, yep. finish. It's bro. Yep. Um Cheers, because really good. I'm really digging this. Thank my you. But, like
2: I said my buddy had Thank grabbed you. me a can of this I guess when you guys uh, had it still before it sold out and he uh gave it to me my last time up at Oyster Bay and I had it in my fridge and I'm just kind of like looking at it like oh 13% or so. I'm like mm, that's like a uh, end of the night. Make sure I haven't had six beers before I drank that. And I actually uh, highlighted it in one of our stories and it was one of those things that I went oh, wow this you got you nailed this one. This one was And I like a good Imperial stout and the flavor profile was perfect. Sippable as I'm watching the game, it was great. It was one of those things that really uh, turned my head a little bit and went, wow, I had to re look at the can, kind of look at, this is really 13%. I mean, you did a really (laughs) great job at hiding uh, that, that, that heat, as I say, the the heat that comes through on a lot of these. Um, And I guess it's just, again, you know, cheers to the, the process and and the brewers and the time and the care. I mean, the utter care that it takes to brew yeah. something like this.
3: How much do you have of this left?
4: Um, I want to say we have at most uh, a couple of half barrels left.
3: Okay. Okay. Anybody that's watching this, yeah. you need to go to Oyster Bay <laughs> as soon as possible <laughs> to get this beer because it's going to be gone soon and you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> this I'm shit. Gonna miss out it, on the goodness.
0: Really good. It is boozy. Love
2: it. Yeah, it's nice to like I said we we did the nice natural progression went from barn rocker to a little hazy and now this is a nice sippable to kind of round out the show. Um, you guys have any any other barrel program beers in the works? Anything kind of brewing right now, sitting for the next year?
4: Uh, we do. We've got. Um, oh man, we so we took our dark lager and we've got that aging in uh, a Madeira dark uh, barrel. Um, which should be pretty good. Um we've got uh I'm trying to think um we've got six or eight barrels right now, uh aging, some bourbon. Um, I think there's a wine barrel in there, mm. as I mentioned, the Madeira barrel. Um, so those will be coming out, I'd say, towards the fall of uh of twenty of, one
2: of this year. Nice. And if, yeah. do you
4: barrel
0: guys... age dark lager and barrel barrel aging in a Madeira bottle, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Now the yes. the Madeira bottle, uh, the Madero barrel, would that add like sweetness? What what's what's the acceptable flavor? Yeah, that's the, the hope. Barrel? All the oak. That,
4: that's the hope there. That it. Yeah, it's gonna. No, no oh, right, that that's the hope. It's definitely gonna sweetness. add sweetness. Okay. Right. Um. But hopefully, it does pull still some of the you know oaky vanilla out of it as well.
2: Mm, um. Like I'm not sure color.
4: how it's gonna turn out, but but. You know, hopefully, it,
2: hopefully give a it a shot. But that's
4: the beauty of it. The whole great part
3: about it is that how's it going to turn out? You know, you don't yeah. know what that barrel is going to impart. Um, some barrels take forever to impart something. Some barrels are, you like, you take a sample, you're like, oh my God, this is, uh, yeah. you know, overpowering already. I got to do something. Um, and that's yeah. that, that I, I, that for me, that's the real fun part about barrel aging anything is what are you going to get out of this and what can you make from it
4: definitely yeah definitely uh, uh good by the way I what is the name of this uh, <laughs> there isn't an so you know we've <laughs> we name all of our beers the you know the beer style um that was just something we always did from day one except for barn rocker um we Easy just up, put the up, name of the style right on the can so you know what you're getting and um you know, good, good, bad, or indifferent, that's what we did. So that, that's just the barrel-aged imperial stout.
2: Yeah, at least you don't have to look it up on untapped to make sure you're not copywriting anybody well, else's it's names.
4: That's right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is this considered the 2020 or the 2021?
4: Uh, this is the 2020. Okay. Oh, all yeah. right.
2: Um, Gabe, give us uh, a little bit of insight on, on kind of what the future is here. Because, you know, you got your space. Um, the town, you know, is accepting of you. What, what are the next few stages here for the brewery to take the next leap? I'm going to say, obviously, after uh, COVID kind of dissipates a little bit, numbers go back down, things are moving forward. What do you have in plans? What do you have in the works ready to go?
4: Um, so, I mean, from a, you know, from a short-term beer style perspective, you know, I'd say in the near-term um, we're still doing our hard seltzers. And I think that's, you know, been pretty good for us for the season for spring and summer.
2: Yeah. That's a big, um, big seller on Long Island is how, selfish. Yeah.
4: It's been going well for you guys. It has. And, yeah. you know, we took a lot of time. It probably took us a good four to six months to figure out the process behind the seltzer. It, it's very different from, from a beer in terms of how long it takes to ferment, yep. you know, making sure there's no off flavors and aromas. It's, It's not the easiest thing, but, um, anyway, it took us a while to figure that out. And so I was going to ask
2: you what, what goes into the seltzering process? How different is it from beer? What, what, what's the process look like compared to a a beer process?
4: So we do our seltzer just with sugar and water. Um, you can do seltzer with, you know, as a malt base as well. Um, but we chose to take the sugar route. Okay. Um, and we tried a number of different yeasts, uh, you know, a number of different things to, you know, try and speed up fermentation. I, it's still, it it's still, instead of a traditional 10 to 14 day process for like a regular beer, it's, it's a solid three weeks.
5: Mm. It
4: just takes so much longer for the yeast to get going and to really drop, um, that, uh, that's just, it just takes longer for us to plan. And so what we wind up doing is, you know, you make a batch of it at a higher ABV and then you. Um, you know, blend it down to sort of get it down to the level you want to be at. We send it out for testing to make sure for on the calorie level and the sugar level because uh, when you make a product like that, it's uh, FDA labeled and approved and all Correct. those numbers yeah. have to be accurate. So, yeah.
2: Gotta be dead on yeah. pretty much because that's the government agency looking at your shit. You have to oh, send yeah. stuff out oh, for yeah. sampling and stuff like that. They have to test it and everything for we, you?
4: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's, t- that's got to yeah, be you tight.
4: You guys don't, you guys, do you guys filter your beer at all or, or no? Um, we don't filter it as, as like putting it through a plate and frame filter. Um, we'll use, um, uh, God, I can't even think Finings. of a word now. Uh, findings, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Interesting to, to see that like a lot of the breweries on the island have pivoted towards a seltzer just to, Again, can sales are huge right now, especially last summer. and now we have that probably up-
0: fucking market share. Fuck that yeah, is better yeah. fucking Oyster Bay Seltzer than fucking Corona Seltzer, <laughs> oh, for yeah. Christ's sake. So- yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And craft beer right yeah. here on Long Island, right in the brewery. So, you know, you're getting it from a reliable source that has a, a well-established name in the industry. And to have people, uh, you know, kind of come in. And and obviously, you're in a North Shore uh, beach community in a way, I guess, you know, like I said, with the waterfront and everything, um, it's a, it's a great, you know, grab and go kind of thing. And, and obviously distributors around Long Island are going to carry this. So it's easy sell, right? It's a, just an easy marketable product to kind of put out there.
4: Yeah. And I think the nice thing is it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not cannibalizing our core market, right? Like
5: yep. those
4: that are still more wanting, people in, I would imagine, right? Yeah, so yeah. If, if, That's right. You know, even That's if at 50% right. of that, you know,
0: capacity in the tap room, you got the, you know, someone who may want to have the, the, those hazy IPAs or those barrel aged stouts, but also maybe they're with someone that doesn't drink beer. You want to be able to serve them something too. So
5: yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It allows us also the opportunity to serve something on the gluten-free side, um, which, you know, on the beer side we can't do. So, um, so anyway. Yeah. Are you, are you
3: guys uh, a microbrewery or a farm?
4: Uh, both. Mm. Oh, you you dual. Okay, cool. Look at you, the smart are, man. Yeah.
2: This guy's got all the little tricks and trades. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's brilliant. I
5: think
4: I think at some point, um, you know, as as they relaxed the microbrewery um, you know, sort of rules and and gave the microbrew, you know, sort of uh, you know, more room, it it makes less, I would say for us, less operational sense to carry the farm brewer's license. Um just you know, all the future requirements around sourcing grain and sourcing hops at scale make it really difficult.
2: And what does it take to, that um, um, license? Like, do you have to brew a certain amount every year under that license?
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's increasing, increasing percentages that you need to do, um, you, you know, over like certain like time. Rocker,
0: I would imagine that makes it pretty difficult if you need to, that grain, that th- those ingredients need to be pretty consistent, and that's a volume beer for you guys. I would imagine that's
2: yeah, yeah, that to be tough, yeah, yeah.
4: It's not easy to do. I mean, it, you know, the look, the industry locally just isn't there yet to support uh, you know that that sort of stuff. At scale. On so, so right now, though. I, I, are I, they?
6: Building,
2: I mean, are, I, are they really well, coming in to check? Are they checking your your grain bills? Are they doing that? It's it's. I, I know most people. Well, they, they were, but in the COVID times, obviously, it's like, all right, well, we only have time for this shit, you know.
3: I know. Right before COVID, uh, I, I had talked to a few brewers, and they actually had they had done a, a real route down through Long Island, and the, the best part was the very first brewery that they hit uh, was St. James, ah. who pretty much all his grain is all New York State.
5: Yeah.
3: So. They hit the right one to start with. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if they knew that right. You know, if somebody kind of like said, hey, you might want to go here first. So it looks good. Jamie's like, bring it.
5: Bring it, motherfucker. Yeah, Jamie's like, "All green,
3: man. Everything is New York State. Come on. And then he went, you know, they went. I know they stopped at Long Island. They stopped at, you know, quite a few places. Um, But then again, that was before COVID. And now I know. I had heard that uh, I was at eighteen eighty-six. Malt house is basically no longer, I think, from what I'm hearing. And
5: oh, really? And that was the point. I've uh, heard from a
3: couple breweries that you know they're not answering calls, and you can't get any grain from them right now.
2: But it wasn't at the point of the whole process in general. It was to get these malt houses to produce more and more to keep their business moving and to spawn off new businesses from that. But yet now there's one major one that's just not keeping up with the times because they can't keep up with the demand, and inevitably put them out of business. I mean that's that's got to show the government itself that this doesn't work. We can't go up to eighty percent New York ingredients right. and keep up with the I've demand. Been
6: hearing that they're not going to raise the percentage that much.
2: We're what are they up to now? Is it sixty?
6: We're at sixty percent now. Sixty
2: percent now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was supposed to go Actually, up again. We,
6: we, we do more than 60%. We exceed that. You know, just yeah. every one of our beers is all New York based malt, all from New York craft malt. And they're expanding. I mean, they're, they're a small maltster that's getting bigger and they're expanding and putting new equipment in. And, and they're just, their capacity is growing.
2: Well, they probably and- took a lot of the, the market share from 1886. I mean, they probably absorbed a lot of the clients from 1886. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're constantly growing, getting new, uh, I guess, fieldage, if that's a word, new uh, new Acre- equipment. Acreage. Acre- even- Acre- Acreage, Acre- there now. you go. See, I'm not that bad. A fieldage sounds good. It sounds smart. What the hell fieldage? Fieldage. Lots of fields. I'm and
0: fucking making up words now. It is. You make evolutionized. It. You get a bourbon barrel-aged stout and you just start making shit up. I it's, drink, before I
2: know things. And we know who okay. said that. Yes. But I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be tough. Do you guys, uh, you know, uh, Gabe at Oyster Bay, you know, do you have specific brews that you use that farm license for? Do you have like a very set amount of, okay, we're going to do the hazy under that. We're going to do this under yeah. that. And we're going to do that under that.
4: Yep. Yeah, the ones that are not needing to be scaled up and, you know, widely distributed are ones that we can put those ingredients in. The biggest challenge is if you, you know, try and obtain, you know, whatever it is, 2,000, 4,000, 8,000 pounds of, of, uh, of malt, you know, whether or not you're going to be able to get that next time or whether or not said, 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 um, you know, batch of malt is going (laughs) to maintain the same flavor profile as the one before. Um, so that's why, you know, consideration there is to possibly drop that license if they actually are going to continue increasing that stuff, because it just doesn't make sense for our business model.
2: Right. Exactly. Dan, you said you don't think they're going to mention,
4: you know, the cost side of it as well.
2: Oh, of what course. I mean, I, you know, you don't have the the ability to f- supply and demand at that point. So they got to drop the prices. They got to have, you know, enough on hand yeah. to supply all the breweries in New York state for their farm brewer's license. Dan, what I was saying is, yeah. uh, had you, did you hear about in New York state, you know, basically freezing the percentages?
6: I've just been hearing like rumor, you know, like, Hey, you know, I don't think they're going to be, increasing that like everyone's saying that it's impossible to keep up with the demand that's there because they're not putting out enough stuff even like new york grown hops it's like there are some very good ones and there are also some that are just like yeah 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 you know, exactly <laughs> like what would i use this for i have no idea <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll just throw it in a stout. It'll just blend in and it'll be fine. You know, as long as I'm using it, yeah, no, it counts towards a the better, percentage,
5: a
6: very low IBU and not, not much of a hop profile. And you say, all right, I have to meet my quota. I'm going to use that hop.
2: Lots of yeah. session ales, lots of sessions, as long as it's in there and it, and it meets the percentages you got it covered. Uh, Honestly, so, that's
6: been the hardest part for us. Is I would is, imagine. Uh, yeah, like, Yeah.
2: It's gotta be tough. Tough with the hops. So, I mean, and that that, that brings me to what I was going about to say. Um, you know, it's a matter of weight, right? It's a matter of percentage of ingredients. So a larger percentage is the malt. So the malt areas are what's really going to benefit from that farm brewer's license, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah, For us, you, yes.
2: Yeah, because you can get sexy hops, but use, you know, 90% of the grain of New York. And now you got yourself the percentages that you're looking to hit. Yeah, right. Um, Gabe, uh, we're, we're wrapping up here. I, I want to really um, get everybody the, the big plugs. Uh, tell us any information that's coming up. I did see a recent uh, post about the, uh, I don't think it was Chamber of Commerce, but it, there's something coming up in your area. Um, and it's uh, shop with us and we'll share the bill from February 22nd to February 28th. You make any purchase from one of our members at the Oyster Bay East Norwich Chamber of Commerce, and they will reimburse you 50% of your bill. Have you heard about this coming out here?
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a big initiative. Um, yeah. The fact that you can go in, spend some money and be, you know, and be reimbursed for half your bill is great. I mean, uh, you know, we're going to push it as much as we can.
2: Fuck yeah. I mean, if I go in and I spend $60 at Oyster Bay, and I then send my receipt and my PayPal or Venmo account name, the Chamber of Commerce will reimburse me for 50% of that bill. So listen, motherfuckers. Buy double the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's Go right. <laughs> and Buy as much goddamn of this beer you could possibly get. Because you're going to get 50% of that back. And it's not from the brewery. The brewery's going to get the total amount. The Chamber of Commerce of the town is what's going to reimburse you. So it is a major deal that's going on February 22nd, 28th. I'll put it out there, go to any of their, uh, I guess, uh, sponsored based, um, uh, membership, uh, businesses in the town, whether it be Oyster Bay or East Norwich and spend your money up there. And you're going to get 50% back. Go ahead and find the post. I believe it's on the chamber of commerce on Oyster Bay, but it's a, it's a big deal. And it's a big initiative. Like you said, that, uh, they're going through with, and that's big for the town. I mean, people are going to, I would imagine come in droves for a lot of the businesses in those two towns.
4: Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, you know, it's certainly something we need in, I would say probably the quietest time of the winter, right? The January, February months are really tough. So getting people in and having their bill reimbursed by half is it's amazing. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. That, that's a big deal. I mean, that's, that's unheard of here yeah. on Long Island. And that is an amazing amount of cash that could be back in your pocket they'll reimburse you up to $30, just so you know. So if you spend 60, you'll get 30 back. After that, it's all on you. But it, there is you know, an obvious uh, movement here to get people to go up and spend money on the businesses in these towns. And again, we, we heard about Canterbury Ales closing. These businesses are, are not at full capacity. They're not doing crazy business. They're basically treading water. And we need to support them because when this is all over, like Steve said earlier, we want them to be there because we oh, want to get the fuck out of our house and go enjoy places here on Long Island. And I and well, I hope yeah. other towns take initiative from this. I really do. I hope a lot of townships start looking at this and going, wow, this brings a lot of you know clientele into the town, into the village, into whatever it is. And it allows people to kind of freely spend, even in these tough times for people. To to kind of get a little bit back on top of that. It's an amazing to me. That was like a game changer. I sent it to my buddy that lives up over the bay. He's like, Holy shit, get the fuck out of here. I'm buying shit every week. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> He'll just take pictures of receipts every fucking night. It's great. Actually, it only it says only run one receipt per person. But you know, if you're a married couple, you get two receipts. Mm, hey you
3: man. You we all got kids. You put yeah. those kids those receipts too (laughs) dave Dave, you're fucking solid because you got four of those kids so you that's right
5: that's right
3: i actually give
2: you more credit i thought you had five kids but four is enough i'll tell you that four is enough
3: if he didn't have that girl he would have had
2: a fifth one yes (laughs) that's
3: exactly right yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: crazy uh dan before we get out of here give us a big plug for a lone beach brewing company
6: I, I, honestly, I'm not going to plug myself. I'm just going to say thank you to Gabe. And look at that! You know, now. come on, man. I absolutely, to plug your ass, thank ass to you. helping us out from day one. And humble upon humble. And all the well, uh, oyster and bay and, and
0: long beach brewing companies' beers at some guy's beer and soda. Yes, you can sunrise highway. Hey, There's a new one. Go out and
6: get this one. Oh, there you go. All right, Boom. I was
3: going to. I was funny earlier on. I was going to ask you, but we were busy talking how do you feel about it bro what's that how do you feel how that came out for you How
6: Ooh, i'm loving this, <laughs> Good. this Ooh. I, I honest to god the i i've never used zappa hop before I and was- that was the thing because
3: i've only had it one other time but it was with several of the hops nope.
6: so straight uh, zappa single hop? strawberries melons I'm I'm very interested to try that beer, man. You're mm. gonna have to get it. Really drinkable, really sweet.
0: So that, that's on the shelves right now. So we can go get that, that uh, at our local uh, uh, home D's Dan. Or at his
3: brewery, we can pick it up. There you go. Come down to the brewery and get it this weekend. There you Ooh. go. Pick it up. It's nice and fresh. Mm. Great. Um, and how many cases you got left of that? oh yeah enough for us
5: uh, enough <laughs> for you guys to <laughs> to <myself. Nice>. right.
6: <laughs> awesome yeah uh, we gave ocean s- size Two, and it came out really great oh nice so, I, I love just, ocean size Two. The, the new runs that i did with you guys that's oh. a good one
2: uh gave oh, yeah, this the big plug the for oyster bay uh tell us all about the brewery where people can find it how people get in contact how people can order all that good stuff
4: Oh, man. Uh, follow us on social media, on Instagram, at Oyster Bay Brewing, Facebook, Twitter, on our website, Uh Come stop by the brewery, order online, we'll deliver to your house. Support your local beer distributors, grocery stores, anywhere where you can find it is supporting us. If you don't come down to the brewery, buy it from your local beverage store. It'll help us regardless.
2: And if you're going to the brewery, uh, just take uh, Waze, type in Oyster Bay Brewery, and you'll go right to the front door. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> hard right. to find. It's the only brewery in town, and it's an awesome town. So travel up there and check it out. Dan, thank you very much for being on the show and, and surprising Gabe with a yeah, little guest appearance. We want to also thank Ivan from Myers Creek uh, for stopping in and saying what's up. I knew we didn't have much time, but... He, uh, he's a, he's a lot of fun, man. I can't wait to get upstate and and hang out with him for a little bit. And uh, of course, Gabe, man, thanks for all your hospitality this past weekend. And thanks for being on the show. Really cool. Um, this show and, uh, the video and the audio will be out in podcast form on YouTube. And of course, over on our, uh, Instagram, I think we were able to actually keep almost the whole show on Instagram this time. Awesome. And of course, uh, if you go over to any of your favorite podcast platforms, you can check us out tomorrow. It should post tomorrow. Uh, Spotify, iTunes podcast, Apple podcast, whatever you want to go to. Um, It'll be out on a million other places. And of course, our favorite friends, the Hopped Up Network, which we will uh, be broadcasting live uh, down in AC Beer Fest, June 4th and 5th. At the uh, airport, which is going to be crazy, we have a lot of fun with them and a lot of the Jersey breweries that we've uh, become friends with. Not Northern Jersey, because uh, Ivan said there's no breweries in Northern Jersey, which I think he's right. <laughs> he's, he's actually very right. There's not like Northern nothing. border to New York. There's really nothing. But once you get over the bridge in like Perth Amboy and all that, you can find some really great breweries <laughs> and everything south from there. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Dan, anything else to share to the show? Anything else? (laughs) Appreciate you. (laughs) uh, Anything else you'd like to share? What was that? For me? Yeah, Gabe.
4: No, just thanks for having me, guys. Dan, can't wait for you guys to open. We'll be there on that day. Fuck yeah. uh, Screaming for you. And uh, like I said, guys, thanks for hospitality. Really appreciate you inviting me to join you tonight.
2: Dude, awesome time. I appreciate it. Last words. Peter, what do you got?
4: Don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered.
2: Steven.
0: I like it to do the cha-cha. <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the work with Mike, Pete and Steve Really appreciate everyone for hanging with us. we out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Please hang up and try again. Gov's
5: radio I hope you're drunk enough.